do you remember when your birthday is? How can you forget it's your birthday? Um, and possibly you okay. may be going out on that day. Mm-hmm. There's there's probably a, a better than better than you know zero chance that someone, if I don't remember, someone will abduct me and go, "Hey, we're doing a thing." Now, now my yeah. birthday, as you know, the the extrovert premiere that I am, who who loves nothing but parties, is on my calendar. Is basically. I age another year, I tell no one, we move on with our lives. And it's been that way for like a decade. I think he <laughs> but lied I do remember us. the day. I think he's lied to us because he's here. Oh maybe maybe that's his birthday maybe that's his birthday present. Yeah. Maybe he's not going out this second, maybe he's going out later, or maybe he is going out and he's in the car and he's just listening to us. That could be. Listening to us slander his lack of memory on his own birthday. Which mm-hmm. is really just on brand, so it's fine. Hang on, we're typing. Well, he's, he's, well, I was going to say he's not driving if he's typing, but he could be. It's Florida. You have nowhere to know. I'm at a trampoline gym. Right. So what's this so for many questions. now? Are you sure it's your birthday at the champ- trampoline gym? I mean, I- I'm saying spend your birthday however you'd like to, but I'm not sure a trampoline gym would have been my choice for my birthday. But, you know, you do you. Actually, to be honest, we haven't actually questioned how old he is. He could have just been lying about Luna and having a child. He could be like 15 in his basement. This could be his like 16th birthday. He could be the child. Yeah. Hmm. Hadn't considered that. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the triumph-hunting titan night demon, the pink-panted pansy Perotee, and your hunter masterator, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! Here we are. So have you managed to play... Oh, God, I've pushed buttons. Have you managed to play some stuff this week, or have you been like me and haven't been able to play until this morning and I've played, like, five games? I know you've played. You don't have to say that you've played. We know that you've played. Te- you've text only, text text only Respawn has played. We, we, we really need to set up a text-to-speech text to form so Robot Respawn can participate. <laughs> yeah, Respawn's played and done a ton of things, which he's frantically typing to us all about right now. So anyway, uh, I guess before we get into this, I am Parody, the Pink Panted Titan, running around, currently the Flower Child Titan, because that's just a beautiful shader. Over on to the side of me here is Night Demon, the British gentleman, who is back in the Iron Banner, where he lives, and is his native homeland. Yeah. And coming to you live, text only, on his birthday, is Respawn. He is pulling a proper hunter and has gone missing. In this case, kidnapped. I mean, he's in Florida, so I assume he's like, you know, being held for gator ransom or something. I, I don't know how it works down there. He's gone trampolining for the day. He, he's yep, a big he's, kid. He's trampolining. He's, he's making sure the cloak flows properly. He's actually doing some QA testing for Bungie at the trampoline gym <laughs> to make sure that the cloak goes wee, wee, and it flows appropriately as you jump up and down and left and right and side to side. So he's doing some aerodynamic cloak testing. Exactly. Yeah, so I've I've actually had some time. I had a, a day where, you know, if you're working on a development project and your developers are all have the day off and most of your team has a day off, you sort of de facto also have a day off. 
So I played a little bit of Iron Banner yesterday. I ran my Warlock through the last... Uh, and actually, Bungie, I, I have a small nit to pick with you. Oh, no. So, oh, no. So I ran, we we a rant. No, 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 not, not, not so much a rant. Oh, it's, it's a... It's, it's sort of built on the end. Giggle. Okay. So, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, this isn't quite full rant. Partially because they made, you know, things easier since then, so it wasn't as much of a grind. So I started the campaign. I got through the first... What, what are they, like, 12 campaign missions? I can't remember how many total there are. So, like, you know, I, I did the first, you know, seven or eight campaign missions, like, with Blue and pan and some you know various other people just like you know with my warlock sort of wherever they were picked it up with them and then i definitely ran through the last two or three missions where you have to defend the point and then you know the final boss fight yeah definitely did those on the warlock got completions however apparently you don't get credit for doing the legendary campaign unless you do it in order in the order bungie wants you to one step at a time yeah so i ran back and had to redo the last four missions Got no loot out of it. Nothing for, nothing for it, because I got loot, you know, the first time that I ran it. So the game knows that I ran it. But it did not give me credit for actually completing Because I was thinking, oh, let me go do, like, you know, let me run the, those, like, middle two missions that I skipped or missed on the Warlock. They don't have the whole thing done. No, no. Had to pick up from that spot and run the whole thing over again. Yes. So finished it. Got credit for it. You know, find, you know have my Strand subclass now on the Warlock. And, and you know, and they did put the modifiers in to make things easier, because the... Uh, there's a, a particular fight where you're in a very small room with a very large tormentor that I just hit my head against the wall last week, trying or week before last, trying to do. That was it. It felt like a much easier fight this week. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna guess you know their scalar multipliers that they that they messed with made that a little bit easier. But it was still irritating to have to go do all the missions again. No loot from them, getting nothing out of them, but still had to go do them in order to get my strand subclass unlocked. So the moral of the story is, if you're running in a fire team and you've all done multiple different sections of the campaign, choose the person with the lowest amount of campaign missions completed and start from there and work your way. If you've you know done two or three ahead of them, grab that person and go back to where they are. And, you know, probably best to transfer hosts to them so that they know where they are, is what you're saying, basically. Basically, yeah, and I, I, and again, I was trying to figure out where exactly I was, so I popped over to go good old braytech.org or bray.tech as it is these days, and said, uh, let me look at my, you know, quest, and I could pull up the quest and go, okay, where do you, Bungie, you know, where do you think I left off? Let me start there. Let me make sure I start there and move on with it, because, yeah, it's a little irritating to to do these and go, where's my chest? Where's my reward? Oh right, we gave you the reward already, so we know you did it. But you didn't do it in the order we wished you would have, so you get to do it again. Right. But at least now I have a Titan and a Warlock with Strand. So now I can use the build, the MacTix build, you know, of the Osteostriga and poisoning everything on the Warlock. Now I just have to go run around and earn my fish bucks to get my yeah. Strand Meditations unlocked, which I started calling them fish bucks because I ran with Pan around uh, Neomuna. We did we did a Vex incursion with uh, a man by the name of No Lamb Beyond is the best. Okay. Which was just, just cracked us up. So we were trying to three man of X incursion, not purposely. It just we were the only ones there. And uh, let me tell you, the Vex incurred. We we were not able to stop them. <laughs> too many Vex and too few us. Oh God! But it it was good fun. We were just running around, you know, the Vex incursion zone, just trying to. He needed meditations. I needed meditations. Now that I had the subclass, so we were just, we were just basically just doing that, just earning meditations. But yeah, it's uh, it's a little rough if the Vex show up and there's just three of you to stop them. They, mm. they they don't really care for that. He's found out then, how to use the 
text to speak on the Discord. I don't know if it's going to come through. Oh, there you go. I haven't heard anything yet, but we'll find out. It just came up in my headset. Oh, here it goes again. (laughs) This is going to be a long podcast if you're going to keep doing this. Yeah, I I hear nothing on my end, so I don't know. I don't know who or what bots are hearing it or not. Yeah. And then, of course, I played a bunch of Iron Banner this week, and I determined Iron Banner, now that you know I, I can play all three of them back to back, Eruption is my least favorite. It's just, it's... It, it doesn't, seems to it, be everybody's it, least favorite. At the moment, from what I've heard from all the other podcasts and YouTubers, they've really disliked Eruption this time around. And yeah, it's um, it's a weird one because I think, I think DCP was saying it's that because I haven't been able to play as much this week, that a lot of people in the first time Eruption came around, it was a lot of in your face. You know, you were shotguns and it was just everybody was just charging in and and generating supers this time it seems to be a lot more people staying at the back with bows and scout rifles and taking people out like that and just waiting for other people to come to them so yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i mean and and you sort of have to play aggressively like because it's 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 very you're in there and you're and you're fighting and you're getting kills and you're you know maybe you're lucky enough to get you know wipe a couple of people get a double or triple kill down and then it's like, you have to keep going. Like, there is no time to stop and think. It's like, no, I have to continue fighting or I'm going to explode. Um, a couple of times I blew up because I didn't even realize I was on, you know, the had the three kills or whatever. Yeah. And I was surging and I'm like, oh, was that me? Was I the one? Because I was just like running along, running along and then blew up and flew off the map. It's like, oh, I guess that was me who who you were yelling at there. Uh, yeah. Respawn's moaning, <laughs> moaning that he gets blown up for doing well. That's the game right. mode, Respawn. Yeah, yeah, that's that's sort of the problem. And I remember, I think it was Cami Cakes put out a video at the t- at the first time when it came around, and it's just like it sort of punishes you for doing well. It punishes you for not doing well. It just sort of punishes you no matter what. Like it's, oh, you got a bunch of kills. Now keep going. Oh, you, you didn't get a bunch of kills. Well, people are now going to hunt you down because, you know, they, they need to get those kills to keep going. That's thing. The thing is, I mean, if you are on a kill streak that, and you can't find anybody else, rather than kind of accidentally run into somebody just before you kind of die is just like just kill yourself or just go somewhere and die and explode so that they don't get those extra points is right. in my mentality is like oh my god I've, i'm on like a six kill streak go and hide or just throw myself off the map so that it yeah. just uh, yeah they're not going to get those points for killing me not on my watch yeah yeah so i'm 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 excited that we have one more iron banner and then it's not going to be eruption again is It'll it? I think it's going. Is it Fortress? Okay, I was going to say because, yeah, because yeah. we've at the moment we've still got Rift in the rotation for Crucible, so that, I think that's the reason why it's not in Iron Banner. Because in my calculations for what is coming up in Crucible rotations, it would be Rift in Crucible and then Rift Iron Banner, which wouldn't make any sense because I think that would turn a lot of people around. So I think it's Rift the same week that it's uh, Team Fortress in Iron Banner. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that Team Fortress goes. Uh, like third time around see see what people make of that yeah yeah it'll be interesting because again last season it was that was the one where you know it would drop to it would drop the the two turrets in the single zone so everybody just ran and bubbled that spot mm. well now with strand in the mix it should be a little more interesting and it's it's so what are the i'm trying to remember what are the iron banner classes i, I played a bunch of it but again i just put void on and never looked back i think it's void strand solar and solar i think so yeah, because that was a problem last time. Solar was not in the rotation, so a well lock wasn't an option unless you had already played your games or just didn't care. 
So now at least you've got well locks, you've got bubbles, which bubbles have been nerfed to the point of, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mm. And you've got strand, which is just the movement of that can knock people all over the place. It's going to be, it, it should be interesting. I mean, it's what happened the last time is exactly what you thought. Hey, here's a zone, hold the zone. How are we going to hold it with the one class that can hold things that you can play with and earn points in iron banner, the bubble. So between bubbles and wells and strand, oh my, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. And again, it just, it's, it, it's also one where you can capture the zone or you can sit back on the back of the map with your bow or your scout rifle and just go, you need to be there. I'm going to kill you before you get there. I'm going to keep you from being there. So like, it, it doesn't, you don't really have to, you know, like eruption, you don't sort of have to go hunting. You can mm-hmm. sort of still play whatever your play style is aggressive, lean back, whatever, and still have success with it. Um, I'm not sure if a strand hunter can one shot a titan in his bubble. I believe that they could do, they could kill a well lock, couldn't they? But then yeah, they're know, like glass the bubbles... cannons, aren't they really at the moment? The hunters yeah, with but... the strand. Yeah, and the bubbles are so they they've taken so much, so many of the hit points off. If you I mean, can get in the bubble, you can always one shot a titan. You don't necessarily need. Sorry, this is respawn asking a question. You know, can hunter strand one shot a titan in the bubble? Anybody can one shot a titan in their bubble if they've got the right kind of loadout. I mean, all you need to do is run in there with a the wither horde, and that's it. Just drop the wither horde on the. <laughs> just, drop a wither horde, throw a grenade in there, and yeah, they're they're done for because they've die. either got to move out of the <laughs> bubble, and sometimes they get the tick damage from the wither horde, which means they die outside the bubble, or you know they're just standing in the bubble and just constantly taking the tick damage from the wither horde, which seems to last forever when you're in a bubble. Yeah, or or tether, you know tether your way in and just melee whoever's there and shove them out of the bubble. No, no more bubble. Mm. But I mean, yeah. with eruption being the way it is now, and people are not liking it as much as they did last time, do you think there is anything that they could do next time around? Because they always say that they're kind of building on it and taking away the data and seeing what they can do. They couldn't kind of play into the fact that you more kills get, generate more super and things like that, because I think then the game mode would completely be steamrolled by very good players that know how mm-hmm. to kind of control the map and and get their supers generated really quickly and then just go on a tear. I mean, is there anything else that they could do, or is it just that it's because this is the first time that we've got Strand, the first time that people really know how to play that game mode since we we had a long time playing with it last time, or is it just it'll be out of the rotation? Yeah, what I mean, it's one. It's one. I'm honestly, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised to see them retire and go. Hey, this was a good effort. We're going to try to retune it. I would. Yeah, I was just going to say respawn. And just wrote what I was exactly thinking. Make it more obvious that you're the one, you know, that you're surging. You know, it, it, like there's sort of like like a light glow, like from your, you know, again, like from your gloves or your gun or whatever. Like it's sort of a little bit there, but like make it really obvious that you're surging. Make it like you know, give me give me a counter. Like again, they talked about all the things they were doing to the to the scopes when you don't ADS and you know come in the future seasons. Like when I have my my gun up, show me, you know, give me a countdown. Hey, you've got you know this many seconds until you blow up. On my gun, you know, the thing is, like you don't want to make it too oppressive on so the screen. See. That's the problem, isn't it? If you make it too oppressive on the screen, that are, like we've had with muzzle flashes and things like that, people are complaining too much. Well, right, yeah, yeah, but just, just like you know, give me a number or give me, give me something. Like, yeah, it's, it's just not, not very clear that you're the one that's going to explode and that you're on a counter. You know, that you're, you're going off into a corner to reload or whatever, or saying that around though, a flank when... and going, do I have time? But. When your super generates, you kind of get that little orange bar or yellow bar at the top, don't you? Kind of flash up and it drops down with like, you know, your super is now ready. Maybe that kind of drop down box could kind of 
flash a lot more because it's not then in your reticles reticles view it's kind of in your peripherals that you know that you've got your super up and you can either pop your super or if the super bar's flashing like mad to explain to you oh you've got a super and you are now kind of charged ready to kind of die um i mean i don't know what else they could do apart from put a, a big timer on the screen i know it's down in the left hand side with all the the, the other things that are going on in there but if yeah, you're in no, if you're no trying to find to somebody you're trying to watch your map and you're you're looking for engagements there's so much stuff to read on the screen you, you it is kind of one of those things that you need big bold kind of in your face but not in your face kind of letting you know yeah no you yeah, can't yeah. have a big red red nuclear countdown respawn yeah but i do like his idea response said you know big red you know give me a, a red countdown number by the minimap you know again to your point you're looking toward the minimap to where i need to go next just just put a little counter in there or 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 re, you know or you know rings around the minimap that you know yeah you know, some visual indicator you know rings that that glow or that grow or hey you've got three rings well, the outside rings, of it turns ring, into a you know, kind of something. clock that counts down yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, give you give me some UI element that indicates it doesn't have to be numbers. It can just be something where I can go, oh, this is counting up or down, or hey, I'm going from green to red, or again, which yeah. is, you know is colorblind problem. But you know, <laughs> you, you know, you know, give me something that'll tell me I'm good, I'm less good. Oh, I'm about to be dead. Because yeah, because it, it is just a surprise when you're you know engaging, 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 and suddenly you blow up. You're like, what happened? Like it 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 feels very counterintuitive. It's like nobody killed me but I'm dead that it, it doesn't feel good. So do you think for seasons 21, 22, 23 going for this year, do you think that we go, do you think Bungie kind of does rotations again for Iron Banner? Like we had in destiny one where they suddenly decided, Oh, for this month, we're going to go Iron Banner clash this month. We're going to go Iron Banner control this month. We're going to go this. Do you think they then start rolling in other gamers? Like we've got those reprised, uh, is it showdown? Um, and yeah. the variations yeah, of showdown. showdown. Do you think we get something similar to that coming into Iron Banner next season, or do you think they stick to rotations of Rift, Eruption, Control, and Team Fortress, or do you think they add something else into the mix? What would you like to see as well? I, you know, I don't really have strong feelings whether they add things or not, but I do like, I really like that there are multiple Iron Banners and they are different game modes. Mm. Like, I really like the season where we had three weeks of iron banner and there were three different game modes because it's great like like if it's the game mode you love you're like oh i'm gonna play this i get to play three of that's awesome but if it's say eruption you're going oh i have to do this three times every single time it's eruption like i like that there were different options where i could say you know again maybe i couldn't play that week or i could play less or what or say oh i'm gonna skip this iron banner because i really don't care for eruption but i know fortress is up but i know rift is gonna be up you know i you know let me pick and choose you know, the one that, that I want sort of want to play and like, and, you know, wouldn't be bad to have, you know, a, l- a little more option bungee. Like, you know, we can have four <laughs> Iron Banners in a season. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be terrible. Just like slap it in it there would. with the rotation. It, I know no, it takes, it would I know it takes up, trials away. Yeah. It would upset the trials players because they've made that decision to take trials away at the weekends so that people can focus on the Iron Banner. So doesn't, it would upset the trials committee. Yeah. But then you'd be cut down to like we had the, the beginning of this right. season where they <laughs> don't have at the beginning of like big expansions they don't have trials like for the first couple of weeks because the first week they don't want it to go on second week it's normally uh, the raid that goes on then the third week they're like oh maybe trials or maybe iron banner and then you know trials doesn't then hit till like week three or four and it's like then you're only down to like i say eight trials if you're then trying to put as many iron banners in there i'm not sure if it worked out 
better the other way that they still had trials at the weekend and Iron Banner active, they may go back to that. That may be an option for them. Um, I mean, we, we always have got competitive up now as well as the other game modes, but they're streamlining the other you know, competitive and crucible modes going into next season, aren't they? With the different changes that they want to kind of implement. And then we're getting labs and then we're going to get this. So, yeah, it's, there's a few things that they're putting into crucible that will hopefully get more people interested. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and having, having the duels really competitive and, <clears throat> and then like fun rotators, I think mm. is a good step. Cause again, it like, it just, it gives you more, you know, a lot of the rotators are a lot of fun and it feels like they come up so rarely it's like, oh, I really want, you know, oh, or or just, hey, I need to go finish my, my weekly challenge for Rift, or I just really want to go play Rift. I enjoy the game mode of Rift. It's fun to jump into. And I have to wait for like the two times it's up in a, in a season or three. You know, again, I don't know what, I don't even know how many times they come up, but it's like, it feels like it's it's a long wait in between. Or when like Iron Banner and Mayhem have been matched together forever. It's like, well, I want to play and I want to do both of those. I wish they weren't always on the same week where I could have one versus the other. So, I mean, I just, I mean, have, yeah, having the more rotators, I think it's going to be good and just, but, you know, having Iron Banner be, you know, you have these other game modes in Iron Banner, unless you're going to put them into rotations else, you know, unless you're going to give me a, you know, a fortress or an eruption game mode to play non Iron Banner in, in normal times, what was the point of developing them? Like, you know, either give them to me in Iron Banner and let me play them, you know, different ones during the season or build them into the rotations, you know, and maybe that's the plan, you know, I don't know, but mm. I'm just, I, I'm happy to see them doing something with, you know, again, just that there's life in PVP, that there's, you know, there are new game modes are working on re retool game modes, you know, just that, that there's some life. I think what would be interesting if they used the crucible modes that they've currently got and implemented those into Iron Banner. So if we had like mm. Iron Banner Mayhem, I mean, I know we've got Eruption, but Mayhem is slightly different. Iron Banner uh, Team Scorched, Iron Banner Momentum, uh, Momentum Control. They, they would be into Or even, let, let's just push it out there, Iron Banner Rumble. That would be interesting in its own right, I think. That would, you know, the top three kind of get all the points. I mean, and it could slowly trickle down to like the sixth person still gets points. But, you know, it's, I think that would be interesting. Just as a, as a one-off, if they're going to do these experimentations with Iron Banner and try doing different things maybe you could have two variations of iron banner one one kind of month like season 22 23 you have the regular iron banner that's up with maybe just regular control or if you like playing solo and you don't mind doing rumble give other people an option to go and play iron banner rumble it would be interesting to see how that kind of goes down with the rest of the community i would be interested in playing that you know, because at that point, you know, in Rumble, it's just everyone for themselves and you're all against all. So you haven't got to make those mistakes. As sometimes I find that when I'm playing, it doesn't highlight the, you know, the opposing character. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I wait a couple of seconds and th they they already know that I'm the enemy for some reason. <laughs> Maybe on their screen, I, I'm already showing as the enemy. But it, it's those split seconds that really upset me is that I, I could have been shooting them. I mean, now I've started kind of just team shooting my own team at the moment like oh, i don't know if you're you're the enemy or not i'm just going to shoot at you because you're on my screen exactly i'm going to shoot at you you're either going to take damage or you're not either way we're good <laughs> but yeah it's I'd, I'd like to see yeah more iron banner and more variation i mean they, i know they did say that there's going to be more stuff coming in the next couple of seasons with what they're going to be doing but 
yeah i mean I, as i said I, I played a little bit earlier this morning and I, I still enjoy myself i mean i think because i'm in that middle group of average players i never find that i'm getting too stomped or i'm stomping too much i'm just in that middle group that you know it's always just fun to play pvp and i think mm-hmm. a lot of the time that you i'm not being horrible but the the streamers and the the people that that play this game constantly have got better and better at the game whereas i don't think i have i've just kind of stayed in that middle ground um and i think they find it difficult sometimes playing the different game modes and i mean i was thinking about this is i think sometimes destiny isn't necessarily catering towards the you know the, the long-term players that have been here all the time they're, they're more like catering for new players coming into the game i mean if you think about it there's we'll get onto it in a bit with um, the way that they're kind of redoing like how you get exotics with like the the lost sectors now they're going to be doing making sure that you can kind of get exotics from is it vex incursions that uh, or the vex things on neomuna that yep. uh, if you haven't got that specific exotic you'll get a higher chance now that's what you normally do with the lost sectors so they're trying to cater i think for newer players coming in whereas existing players are like oh we you know we, we don't really like that change it's like but those things aren't really built for you you're here to play the long game of just you, you you've invested and you're here and you know it's it's very hard to keep you engaged for longer amounts of time than it is newer players coming in because i could imagine a newer player coming in and being i know that we always say that there's so much stuff to do in destiny but once you kind of get into it and you start getting these exotic drops i mean there's like 50 60 I, I can't remember how many like exotics there are to to drop but you, you're talking about weapons and then armor and then you've got all the different game modes i think as a new player you've got enough to keep you going if you play like us for a good two or three years before you get to the point of either being burnt out or you're now to the stage that the players now are saying we need more we need more we need more and i think that's what bungie try to do but they find it so difficult to add like they have with iron banner the people that have played it iron banner eruption know how to play it well and they're now kind of going well we don't like it this way it's like you know there's only so much bungie can do yeah i mean and, and it's it's a live living breathing looter shooter slash rpg slash space magic game where it's been going since you know, more or less uninterrupted since 2014. So mm. it's sort of like it's it's a little bit unique in where it sits and what it is. Mm. And you're trying to cater to the, both those of us who have been here since day one in 2014 or day one in 2017 for Destiny 2 and people who picked it up for Christmas who said, oh, it went free to play. Let me let me dabble on this. Oh, I played this years ago. Let me come back to it. You know, and trying to trying to sort of make sure all of those all of those people have at least a decent experience. You know, there's something to do for all of them, and which is just an impossible task. Sort of like balancing the crucible. You're never going to balance the crucible. It's just it can't be done with the just the scope and breadth of this game, where it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows every single season. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. Like it's 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 hard to try to find that balance of of yeah, just making making it hard and challenging day in and day out, and also if you've just picked it up, give you stuff to do and some direction and a way to have fun with it. I think they found that, didn't they, with this new raid? Uh, I think Fallout on Firing Range was talking to Cool Guy, and I can't remember who else they had on there. But the previous week's Firing Range, they were talking about the the raid, and they thought it was going to be like a marathon 
but it wasn't it was a sprint and i think that they assumed that it was going to be this and that and i think i i vaguely remember us talking about that that you know maybe it wasn't necessarily built for the players that are i mean it was built for the players that are, are currently here but it I think they underestimated what Bungie actually wanted to kind of get out of it. And I think Bungie wanted to get more and more people, as we saw with like the two-day contest mode, involved in raids. And they didn't make it too complicated. They made it like, if you know mechanics, you can get through it re- quite well. Um, and I think a lot of the experienced players were like, well, it's, it's too easy. It's too easy. But then we found out, you know, we're experienced players. We've done raids. We've done those hard raids. We've done the, the you know, the, the stupid mechanics in, in most of the Destiny 1 raids and Destiny 2 raids. And although it took us three hours in that first encounter, we still enjoyed it. It's, I think that's what you kind of have to do as a long-term player. And you've got to the point where you've got things in the game. You need to find that part of the game or parts of the game that you enjoy playing. And just embrace that. You know, if if you like just playing PvP and just having fun in PvP with stupid loadouts or stupid weapons and not following the meta then you do you you have fun but if you're kind of playing raids like uh, respawn does try and help more and more people through it you'll get so much more enjoyment out of doing things like that i mean i know respawn does he he's always on the case if somebody's posting oh i need one or two people for a raid he's always there going you know i'll do this and then if it comes to pvp he's like no i don't want to do that he's found his niche of things that he enjoys doing he's got the exotic he wants he's got the stuff that he needs, but he will still play the game for as long as he needs to just enjoy himself playing. Well, I think which is quite a turnaround from when we kind of all first kind of got together. He would go off and play a lot more other games. Now I find that he plays a lot more of Destiny than he does other games. He's not listening now, is he? Well, there's so much, so much there to do, and there's so much, and there's. I mean, I, w- I was looking. I was looking too, and I think I think the game also has just sort of turned it like turned around a little bit in that it's you know for a while there like when they introduced the content vault you know, they removed a bunch of things there 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 just weren't a lot of raids at one point it's like I think there were, we were down to like what two or three raids or something that were actually live active in the game you know, I'm sure my numbers are way off because I can't remember what they were but again when I was looking at Braytech the other night it's like you could go. There's there's so many things to even just to go do just like looking for a challenge. I mean, there's Iron Banner up this week. There's you know King's Fall with the raid challenges. You could go hang out in Neomuna and do the Vex Incursion zones. I mean, there's a Prophecy dungeon. There's you know Nightfalls at various levels you want to run. Root of and there's I mean for as far as raids goes, Root of Nightmares, King's Fall, Vow the Disciple, Vault of Glass, Deep Stone Crypt, Garden of Salvation, and Last Wish are all available in the game. You're not all at the same time. Some of them are on the rotator there. But there's so many things to go and do. And we have that rotator now. You know, they brought some of that content back where they had initially removed it. That mm. You can still go do. You can still so go say, hey, I'm, I've been trying to get this exotic to drop. I've been trying to get my my Vex or my Divinity or I, I really want that Thousand Voices. You know, there's, you know, let's go gr- grab a group together and go hit it hard this weekend and see what happens while it's up. Like, there's just... You know, there's there's a lot of content that had left there, and it, and it did sort of feel like a little bit. I mean, I can't really. It feels bad seeing content drought in Destiny Two, but there was a little bit of a, that time of they they were you know they were taking things out to try to you know bring the game size down and sort of run better, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And now that they started to reintroduce things in rotators, it's like you have all this, which has sort of addressed a lot of our complaints of you make this content, it's great, and then you you know we have it for three months or a season or you know whatever, and then it goes away forever. It's just gone, dead, forever. It's like, 
bring it back on the rotator, which they've done with this. They're they're bring, you know bringing some of those exotic missions back as rotators. It's like you know you have this content. It doesn't have to be all in the game at one time, which also helps the problem of everything being in the game at one time. It's overwhelming, and and, and it's almost like there's no urgency to do any of it. It's going well. It'll just be here forever. I could go do any day. So I, you know, I like that. It's like, hey, this week is up. Here's the things that are just here this week. It gives you a little bit of way to prioritize and go. Oh, let me knock this out this week. Oh, this is our feature raid. Oh, this is our feature dungeon. Oh, Iron Banner's up this week. Here's here's maybe what I want to spend some time in this week, and then I can go off and do all the other things that I could do any other day. Hmm. Well, speaking of things that you can do in Destiny, let's run this week in Destiny. Hello and welcome to the seventh week of Season 20, Season of Defiance, starting on April 11th, 2023. So for week seven, let's have a look at our legacy rotation, starting with the Forsaken expansion. Ready if you are. Let's see what's out there. The Dreaming City this week is at a strong curse level, which means Petrovenge can be found in Rhea Sylvia, and has the Dark Monastery mission for the next week. The Blind World features Taken Enemies and the Plague, Ainamina. The Ascendant Challenge this week will be Orobora, which can be located over in the Affiliates Rest Lost Sector on the Dreaming City. Next up, the Shadowkeep expansion. On the moon, the weekly story mission is in the deep. The Trove Guardian is located in the Hellmouth. The Wandering Nightmare is the Nightmare of Zortal in Sorrow's Harbour. And the Nightmare Hunts this week will be Crota, Despair, Omnigal, Anguish, and the Fanatic, Insanity. For our Beyond Light expansion, on Europa this week, Braxix the Techcrat will be the Empire Hunt, Cadmus Ridge will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Challenge will be Safeguard. For the 30th Anniversary expansion, we have the Loot Rotation for Dares of Eternity, which will be on week 3's rotation, with the Scatterhorn armor set and the Lightkin armor set being available. The weapons available this week are the Kinetic Rapid Fire Frame Auto Rifle Chroma Rush, the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Grenade Launcher Ignition Code, the Void Rapid Fire Frame Pulse Rifle Grid Skipper, the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Sidearm Farewell, the Solar Pinpoint Slug Frame Shotgun Sonja's Tail, the Void Rapid Fire Frame Machine Gun Shattered Cipher, the Arc Position Frame Fusion Rifle Main Ingredient, the Kinetic Adaptive Frame Sniper Rifle Long Shadow, the Arc Omelon Adaptive Frame Sidearm Last Dance, the Kinetic Aggressive Frame Shotgun Toil and Trouble, the Solar Rapid Fire Frame Shotgun Wishbringer, and the Void Adaptive Frame Pulse Rifle Last Edition. For the Witch Queen expansion, the Witch Queen weekly story mission is the Ritual, where the modifier is Fire Pit, as well as Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Also this week you will have Altars of Reflection Choice, and Altars of Reflection Insight. The Wellspring activity has been updated to include a featured Throne World weapon, Veritas Armor, and a weapon pattern as its reward. For the Lightful expansion, the weekly mission is Downfall, with extra shields, lock loadouts, and extra champions. Barrier and Unstoppable champions, Solar Threat, Scorched Earth, Kinetic Overcharge, Void and Solar Surges with an Overcharge weapon. The Partition mission will be Hard Reset, which has Contest Mode, Barrier and Unstoppable champions, Arc Threat, Martyr, Empath, Elemental and Strand Surges, and Void Shields. And the Vex incursion this week will be Liming Harbour. In addition, the weekly Lightful Reset also refreshes the pinnacle drop for the Node Override Avalon Exotic Mission on the EDZ. 
Raids and Dungeons. The new Root of Nightmares raid challenge this week is the third encounter, Macrocosm, called Cosmic Equilibrium. And as this is a new raid challenge, details on how to complete this challenge will become available once it has been completed. The King's Fall challenge this week is the fifth encounter, Oryx, called Hands Off. Players must not kill the same ogre or light eaten knight throughout the encounter. The Vow the Disciple challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Rourke, called Looping Catalyst. This is where Guardians must not lose the leeching force before the damage phase. The Vault of Glass challenge this week is the first encounter, Confluxes, called Wait For It, where every yellow bar wyvern must be killed as they sacrifice themselves to the Confluxes. The Deepstone Crypt challenge this week is the second encounter, Atrax 1, called Copies of Copies, where you must not send any Atrax 1 replicant debuffs into the airlock slash space. And the Garden of Salvation challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Sanctified Mind, called 0 to 100, where you must fully fill each complex with 30 moats within 10 seconds of initially banking the first set of moats. Your pinnacle raid will be the last wish on the Dreaming City, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter. These are the first encounter, Kali, called Summoning Ritual. Players must activate and cleanse all 9 plates, then kill all 9 knights and ogres before damaging Kali. The second encounter, Shirochi, called Witch Witch. Guardians must not get hit or take damage from Shirochi's Alt Blast. The third encounter, Morgoth, called Forever Fight. Players must not kill the smaller ogres during the encounter. The fourth encounter, Fault, called Keep Out. Guardians must ensure that no Might of Riven Knights make it to the center chamber during the Vault fight. And the fifth encounter, Riven, called Strength of Memory, where Guardians must not shoot the same Riven Eye twice. Also, with the Last Wish being the featured raid, this does mean that you can farm the final boss for a chance at the exotic heavy fusion rifle, 1000 Voices. And the pinnacle dungeon for this week will be the Grasp of Avarice over on the Cosmodrome. Next up, challenges. So for week 7 we have Eternal Queensguard. Complete a flawless run in any Defiant Battlegrounds playlist location for Challenge XP+. Defiant Focus. Decode or focus 20 Defiant Engrams at the War Table during Season of Defiance for Challenge XP+. Favoured Liberator. Generate 60 favours in Seasonal Activities. All members of your current fire team contribute to overall progress for Challenge XP+. Fleeting Glory. Complete Crucible matches in the Competitive Playlist. Earn bonus progress for wins for Challenge XP++++ and Bright Dust. High Value Hunter. Defeat powerful combatants in Gambit, and bonus progress for defeating high value targets for Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. And Grandmaster, complete any Nightfall Strike on Grandmaster difficulty, for Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. And speaking of Bright Dust, we have our 7th Eververse of the season for the week of April 11th, 2023. Available this week for Bright Dust we have the Spray and Pray Exotic Emote for 3,250 Bright Dust. The Archon Prime Exotic Weapon Ornament for the Exotic Pulse Rifle Outbreak Perfected for 1,250 Bright Dust. The Dito Capsule Entrance Legendary Transmat Effect for 450 Bright Dust. The Springtide Faint Legendary Shader for 300 Bright Dust. The Welded Brass Legendary Shader for 300 Bright Dust. The Simon Says Exotic Emote for 3,250 Bright Dust. The Come At Me Rare Emote for 400 Bright Dust. The Clean Line Shell Exotic Ghost Shell for 2,850 Bright Dust. 
the Doubt Weapon Ornament for the Trust Hand Cannon for 700 Bright Dust, the Cedar Exotic Weapon Ornament for the Hunter Exotic Gauntlets, Young Kara's Spine, the Augmented or Spice Exotic Weapon Ornament for the Titan Exotic Gauntlets, Syntheseps, and the Ossisa Draconum Exotic Ornament for the Warlock Exotic Gauntlets, Sunbraces, each for 1200 Bright Dust. The Omnipatania Exotic Weapon Ornament for the Exotic Heavy Shotgun Tractor Cannon for 1250 Bright Dust. And finally, the Spicy Rama Projection Legendary Ghost Projection for 1500 Bright Dust. Hello! As a reminder, your daily Lost Sector will show you a flag outside which will give you details of threats, shields, champions, and exotic armor you will find inside. But if you are new to the game or you're using an alternate character and can't find the flag outside, you will have to run through the Lost Sector normally to have it show up on your map as a legend slash master, which you can either do solo or with a fire team, but you will only be able to earn a chance at the exotic drop when completing solo. Tuesday, April 11th will be Bunker E15 on Europa for exotic boots, Void Threat, Void and Strand Surges with Void Elemental Shields, Overcharge Grenade Launcher with Barrier and Overload Champions. Wednesday, April 12th will be the Confluxes on Nessus for exotic gauntlets, Solar Threat, Void and Strand Surges with Void Elemental Shields, Overcharged Trace Rifles with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Thursday, April 13th will be the Thrillodrome on Neptune for exotic chests, Void Threat, Void and Strand Surges with Void and Arc Elemental Shields, Overcharged Grenade Launchers with Barrier and Overload Champions. Friday, April 14th will be the Hydroponics Delta on Neptune for exotic helmets, Void Threat, Solar and Strand Surges with no elemental shields, overcharged rocket launcher with barrier and unstoppable champions. Saturday, April 15th will be the Gilded Precipit on Neomuna for exotic boots, arc threat, solar and strand surges with void and solar elemental shields, overcharged glaives with barrier and unstoppable champions. Sunday, April 16th will be the Excavation Type 12 on the EDZ for exotic gauntlets, solar threat, solar and strand surges with arc elemental shields, Overcharged Swords with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. And finally, background to Monday, April 17th will be the Skydock 4 on the EDZ for Exotic Chess, Solar Threat, Solar and Strand Surges with Void Elemental Shields, Overcharged Shotgun with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Lead the way. The Grandmaster Nightfalls return this week, starting on April 11th. Which means if you already have your Conqueror seal, you will be able to select whichever Grandmaster Nightfall you want in any order to guild your title. And with that, our seventh featured Nightfall will see us face off against Ignovan in the Proving Grounds over on Nessus, where you have a chance to get a Pinnacle Engram if you complete the Nightfall with a score of 200k or more. This Nightfall is free to play. You will be able to earn high-end gear for your characters including the Nightfall featured weapon, Exotic Gear, Enhancement Cores, Enhancement Prisms and Ascendant Shards. The higher the Nightfall difficulty, the more common the drop will be, with the featured weapon and exotic gear being uncommon at Hero difficulty to being common with Ascendant Shards in Grandmasters. Legend and Low Nightfalls will have 4 Barrier and 5 Unstoppable, with 5 Solar, 7 Void and 6 Arc Shields. Masters will have 9 Barrier and 10 Unstoppable, with 5 Solar, 6 Void and 6 Arc Shields. Your Nightfall modifiers are Hero Difficulty, Maximum Effective Level 1765, Matchmaking is available, Enemies have Extra Shields, Champions Foe, you will face Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. You can either use Intrinsic Exotics, use a Subclass Debuff, or unlock Anti-Champion Mods from your Seasonal Artifact. 
Solar elemental threat, 25% increase to solar incoming damage. Overcharged weapons. Weapons overcharged from the seasonal artifact are active in this activity. Kinetic weapons do increase damage when your subclass element matches an active surge. An elemental surge, 25% bonus to outgoing elemental damage. Strand surge, 25% bonus to outgoing strand damage. Overcharged weapon, 25% bonus damage to a specific weapon. Galvanized, combatants have more health and are more difficult to stun. Legend difficulty, maximum effective level 1815, includes all previous modifiers except galvanized. No matchmaking, scorched earth, enemies throw significantly more grenades. Equipment locked, you will be unable to change your equipment once the mission starts. Master difficulty, maximum effective level 1820, includes all previous modifiers except galvanized. Champions mob, this difficulty adds more champion enemies. Famine, all ammunition drops are significantly reduced. And Grandmaster difficulty, maximum effective level 1815, includes all previous modifiers except galvanized and famine. Joining progress is disabled. Extinguish, if your fire team falls in a restricted zone, your team is returned to orbit. Limited revives, gain additional revives by defeating champions, up to a maximum of 20. Contest mode, which caps your power level to make enemies more of a challenge. And chafe, radar is disabled. To combat champions this season, you have access to subclass counters, as well as a choice of intrinsic anti-champion artifact mods, which are anti-barrier pulse and anti-barrier sidearm, unstoppable scout rifle, and medieval champion, where glaives fire projectiles that stun unstoppable champions, swords stun overload champions on consecutive hits. You also have exotic weapons and armor that can help with intrinsic mods as well. For anti-barrier, the kinetic bow wishender, the Kinetic Linear Fusion Rifle Arbalest, the new Kinetic Pulse Rifle Revision Zero, the Solar Energy Hand Cannon Ariana's Vow, the Solar Heavy Sword The Lament, and the Titan Exotic Gauntlet's Second Chance, which gain a second charge of your shield throw melee, which becomes shield piercing and suns barrier champions. For Unstoppable, the Kinetic Fusion Rifle Bastion, the Kinetic Hand Cannon Malfeasance, the Solar Energy Sidearm Devil's Ruin, the Void Heavy Bow Leviathan's Breath, and the Hunter Gauntlets Athris's Embrace, which have a chance to stun unstoppable champions with their empowered weighted knife. The Nightfall featured weapon to obtain this week will be the Kinetic Scout Rifle Hungjura SR4. Hungjura is a position frame scout rifle with a base impact of 62, base range of 49, and stability of 55. It can roll with Firefly, Frenzy, and Kinetic Tremors, with Surplus, Rapid Hit, and Subsistence. It has the origin trait of Stunning Recovery, where if you stun a champion, you partially refill the magazine, trigger health regen, and improve your recovery for a short duration. Vanguard Vindication, where final blows with the weapon grant a small amount of health. And Omelon Fluid Dynamics, where the weapon has increased reload speed and stability for the top half of the magazine. Next up, Lord Shax brings Team Scorch to the featured Crucible playlist for the seventh week of the season. Team Scorched is a 6v6 PvP mode where all players wield a Scorch Cannon. Equipped weapons and abilities cannot be used in this game mode. Movement abilities e.g. Lift, Jump and Glide, Sprinting and Emotes can be used. Players are forced to use a Scorch Cannon that cannot be dropped. These Scorch Cannons have 100 ammo, which is replenished on respawn. Matches have a 7 minute timer. Players have a 3 second respawn timer. Kills give plus 1 point each. The first team to reach 60 points wins. If the timer runs out before the team reaches 50 points, the team with the largest score wins. The player's current and longest kill streaks are shown at the top of the screen below the score. 
delightful. And Saint 14 will be back on Friday at reset to bring you another weekend of fun in the Trials of Osiris. As a reminder, Trials of Osiris is a 3v3 PvP high stakes variant of elimination. Only available from Friday reset until Tuesday weekly reset, Trials gives every player the chance to show off their PvP skills to obtain some of Destiny's most sought after weapons and armor. Players that compete in Trials of Osiris will have all of their games tracked to a passage card, a ticket purchased from Saint 14 in the lower hangar of the tower. Winning rounds and matches in Trials will grant exclusive weapons, armor, pinnacle gear, masterwork materials, and even adept gear for the most skilled players who can reach the lighthouse with a flawless ticket of 7 games won and no losses. Five round wins will bag you that match for your passage card. By competing in Trials, you do have a chance to pick up two pinnacle engrams from playing each week. One from 50 round wins and the other from winning seven games. These do not have to be done all in one go, but you do have to complete them before the weekly reset. That is amazing. But before you go, we just want to let you know that there will be double rewards returning to the Nightfalls this week. So, if you want more of the Nightfall featured weapon, exotic gear, enhancement cores, enhancement prisms and ascendant shards, then this will be a good week to get farming and stock up for Season of the Deep. And that's it for the seventh week of Season of Defiance. Now, back to the show. Guardian down. That's everything you can do this week in Destiny coming up. So there's some good stuff in there. There is. That double nightfall rewards, eh? There you go, Respawn. Double golf balls for doing Grand Masters. And you have the proving grounds to prove yourself to do it. So it's in the grounds. Mm, with the proving and the and the it's, death so much. It's a little so bit much. tough that one. The Grandmaster version, but you know, if you get through it, I mean you could just do a master. Just don't sweat it. Just just do master, you'll be fine. Double golf balls. I, I really should remember that that the Vanguard playlist exists, and that's a thing you can do in this game. Because yeah, I, I I have kind of neglected. I, I I've earned two or three glaives this season, and um, then there's that third one that is over there with the nice man, who respectfully I'm I'm staying I away from. I've, I've probably got the what what glaive are you talking about? Oh, the 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 seasonal one. I think I've probably got that now. I think I've played enough Crucible in Iron Banner anyway to get that. Yeah, I, I have it. I have an actual. I have two of them. I, I deleted the second one because I, I don't need to keep three versions of every seasonal weapon, which I <laughs> had been doing. Yeah. Going well now. Now you can each have one. And it's also it's a glaive, so it, it's going to kind of live in the vault. Respawn, cover, cover your ears, earmuffs. It, it's it's going to sit in the vault with all the other glaives that sit in my vault that, that I know are good. You, you, I understand the glaives are good. I understand this. It's just not the playstyle I want to use right now. It's, I mean, I know they're good. I know they're good with Syntheseps. I get it. I believe me, I understand. But you're not going to get me excited about a glaive. Especially when I still have the Velis X from last season. That lovely pulse rifle with a repulsor brace that I can slap onto my Void subclass and go to town on. It's wonderful. The, the glaive will absolutely get some love, but that was not one I was excited about earning this season. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll certainly get there. Like with uh, the eclipt, ecliptic distaff. Yes, the ecliptic distaff. No, I had to go. I had to go. I've been hunting my vault. I mean, it's got the, it's got destabilizing rounds on it, so that's fun. So you know, you can you can you can make people volatile. So I mean, that's good times. It is another void glaive. So I mean, it's void. So that's fun. But yeah. So should we move into reflecting on Lightful launch and beyond? Let, let's let's have a discussion on the, these things. Let's do some reflection. Yes, let's Stand let's the reflect. Pond, listen to the waterfall, watch the fish fly, and, and we'll reflect on lifefall. Exactly. So apparently, Bungie want to give us all all a massive thank you 
for the millions of us that have jumped in so far to play Lightfall. It was one of their biggest launches. So who knew that? You know, Witch Queen was one of their biggest launches, and I think we've blown that out of the water with a record-breaking viewership for their world's first race with the Root of Nightmares as well. So that was good. And they've even debuted as number one soundtracks on iTunes for Lightfall, original soundtrack. So ranking up, Bungie are going to explain to us what they mean by the Guardian ranks and accommodations. And with these two systems that they've been, they've been live now for like the month or so. And since Lightfall's launch, they've been discussing and getting feedback from us about how these could be kind of evolved because I don't think they hit the right chords when they were implemented. And I think we talked about it over the last couple of weeks and everybody's been talking about it, like your Guardian ranks. Like I, I think um, I said last week, wasn't it? True Vanguard was like, I'm going to be forever six. And, and I'm kind of still in that situation. I still think I need to do a few more things to even get into seven. And there's respawn off like nine, 10, 11. So they wanted to walk us through a few of their goals for the systems that, as they were designed. So Guardian ranks should serve as a guide to let you know what you should be doing to improve your Guardian. So basically they want you, they want, yeah, they basically want to tell you how to do it and what kind of tick boxes like we said last week. So they should create a social signal to others that you can quickly glean some information about a Guardian skill within Destiny. That's what they kind of wanted. And I don't think that kind of gives the true representation of these ranks because we've been here, like Parody and I have been here since Destiny 1, but it doesn't reflect that we've been there since Destiny 1 and we've we've done, you know, raids, we've done dungeons, we've done trials, not necessarily carries, but we've done a hell of a lot of stuff in Destiny, but it doesn't kind of reflect that. And this is what they kind of want, you know, people to see. Yeah, it's it, it, they say it's you know it should be a reflection of your of your skill and your prowess and what you've done, or that you've checked the boxes that they wanted you to check and yes. played the things they wanted you to play. And the commendations are meant to create a cycle of gratitude so that players are thankful for one another. They should reinforce that the most celebrated guardians are those who have earned the respect of their peers by helping them out. And again, that's not one of those things. And I think they talk about it in their meeting their goals is that when they set out for like the commendations at least that they didn't realize that people were going to kind of like cheese those <laughs> but as players we could see that this because they tied it to the way that people ranked up we knew that this was going to be a thing that you would have mm -hmm. content creators going out there and saying this is the best way to earn or give commendations to then rank up quicker with how Bungie have kind of set these stupid goals basically because when we first started we had the stupid like impossible kind of commendation yeah, like ranks thousands of thousands yeah. of accommodations you needed to earn and so 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 19 you're telling me that that people gave gamers a high number to hit yeah and we're surprised that people found the best way to hit that high number yes are, are you guys new here uh, so to that end, they've redefined the goals for the season resets. So players should be able to represent their accomplishments across a whole season. And those who previously completed a Guardian rank should be able to renew that rank quickly in the next season. And the social signal should also have a meaning for each season. So the Guardian that is rank 8 shows that they can completely, clearly complete a raid. Uh, I should join their fire team. Again, I, th I still think they're missing the mark on this one because a Guardian that may have completed a raid at rank six might not, not 
not necessarily move on from rank six throughout the whole season. But Bungie is still going to plug away at this, that you, you need to tick the boxes. Yep. I mean, I mean and, and to be clear, we have been saying forever, give us a path, give us a progression. You know, you know g- give me some guidance of what you want me to do and the order you want me to do it in this game. So they've done that with this system. Again, you know, have they hit the mark? Even they'll say, you know, we're not quite there yet. But at least it's the beginning of, you know, for all of our complaints and moans about this, of which we, we have many. Mm-hmm. But but it, it is at least the beginning of a system to go, what should I do? What order should I do it in? And, you know, what things should I not expect to be able to do day one? Because it is higher, you know, it is higher level end game content. It is harder things. It involves having a team of six with, you know, communication. It involves... You know, practice in, in PvP and knowing the maps and things like that. So you know, it it does, it does start to give that progression of what you know. Here's Destiny. Let me dump you into this world. Here's all these planets. Good luck. Mm. And so at least gives. I mean, it gives again. It gives newer players some idea of where to go and what to do. And I think the order to do it in. That's the thing. I mean, when I was talking earlier, that some of these things that they're implementing into Destiny aren't necessarily for us as experienced, experienced guardians that have been here since day one, that have been doing different raids and different things. Like I said, you and me could probably go through like certain different raids and take people through raids. It may take a long time, but we can do it. But our guardian rank might not necessarily reflect what we can do in game because we haven't ticked the boxes as we've kind of, as Bungie have said, that we've got to kind of do this in this order. Now, I mean, they say they've got a solid amount of data under their belts. And it's clear that they missed the mark on some of their goals and they needed to make updates based on the constructive feedback. So Guardian Ranks should be useful guide out season over season, which meant they should reflect the most recent content in the game. And hitting the highest rank that you can achieve isn't easy, uh, so you should feel pride in showing off it across multiple seasons. So what they're going to do is, I think this is starting, yeah, starting a new season. So your rank display to everyone will reflect your highest rank that you earned last season. So come season 21, your highest rank that you earned during this season, season 20, will be the rank that is shown. If you achieve a higher rank than you did the the previous season, so if you achieve in season 21 a higher rank than you did in season 20, that will be your new displayed number. So players renew their previous completed ranks by only completed blue tinted categories in the Guardian ranks progression. Other categories will not reset. Ranks you do not renew will fade at the end of the season. So that says to me that there is still a chance that you could maybe either go down or just not even progress again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so if the season ended today, respawn would be nine almost or nine or, you know, he's, he's almost a 10. So he'll be nine or 10 starting the next season. I'll be seven and you'll be six. If, if the season were to end right now today. Yeah. So, so they're basically, it's something like they're basically sort of almost treating it like the gilding, except we're making the number go higher. It's just, oh, if you got to 10 this season, you're going to start at 10 next season. And then your path sort of back to 10 is a lot shorter because, like they say, they don't want to make you redo every single activity and, and re-earn every single thing to earn the thing you, you know, earn that rank to 10. So sort of like your path back to 10 will be quicker, then you can work on that drive to 11. And then I assume at some point they will introduce ranks above 11 because they'll go... Um, you you guys are all 11s now because because you you're, you're all there all the time. Yeah. Now we need more numbers. I mean, so yeah, I don't know. Suppose, yeah. It if if I constantly don't if I get to ranks say if I get to rank eight this season, and then next season I don't make rank six seven, 
or even eight, I will still continually stay at rank eight until the season that I then get to the point of progressing that past eight. And then nine will then become my new seasonal rank that I, I show off until I can kind of beat that in the you know following seasons. I think that's probably how it's going to work, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, it, it gives a sense of progression, but yeah, I mean, again, it's it's still a very new system, and I suppose that kind of does work because if, like I said, if you, as experienced guardians, if we get to that point of being eleven, and then we don't reach eleven in continuing seasons, people would still look at us as rank eleven, no matter what season it is going forward, and go, these guys do do stuff. Maybe we, they haven't just ticked all the boxes this season. Maybe that's a yeah, I mean that that de- yeah. that does sound a bit better than what we've kind of currently got, and and what they kind of initially said is that you know you kind of be wiped at the end of the season, you'll be back down to like five or six. So yeah, it's um yeah yeah so yeah yeah I mean thinking that way, it does sort of meet their goal of you know, yeah you know you know at a glance, let me see which guardians have done the thing. You know who's been there, who's done the things. Maybe they haven't done the things today or in this season, but like they've done them, they've gotten there. So, like, you know, looking at Respawn at rank 10, I'll go, oh, well, he's he's done the things. He's completed the raid. He's upgraded his war table. He's run his dungeons and, you know, gotten his power to whatever it needs to be. Whereas, you know, someone stuck at, you know, five or six or seven might, they, they might go, okay, well, you've done you've done some of the things, but maybe you're not the, you're not the Sherpa I need to get me through. Or inversely, you are the Sherpa I need because that's all you do and you don't do all the other things or you're the true Vanguard, you know. So, I mean, it's 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 getting there. Again, it's giving, you know, when you're dumped into a game with millions of other people, it gives you some idea going, who are you? Are you new here? Do you know what's going on? Which, I mean, it sort of feels like that's sort of the role of LFG too. Like if, if you want to build a group, you're going to build a group that way. But I know, I know they want us to like just, you know, find people and go, Hey, let's, let's go be best friends and run off together. So I don't know. It's, it, it's getting there. It's again, it it's nice to see them have something. I mean, you know, we, we had nothing and now we have something. So it's, you know, at least progressing in that regard. And Re- Respawn does say, you know, it seems like if you don't pro- progress any rank in two seasons in a row, that it will go back down. So maybe it is a, like, you need to sort of continue to hold that, to hold that rank. Whereas, you, you know, you know, you've gotten to 10 and then you have stayed at seven for the last couple of seasons, you know, it might move you back down to sort of where you, where you last got to, or, or who knows what other tweaks they make to this, you know, this time next season, we could be having a totally different discussion about how this works. Yeah, it does sound like that in reading it. That So it says that ranks you do not renew will fade at the end of the season. So if yeah, like Respawn is, is ranked 10 now rank. and he doesn't get to rank 10 next season, he will then decrease in rank yeah. because he hasn't got to that progression. So it will just take into account what he does get to next season. So yeah, yeah that's what you've you done. Like, yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it is sort of like, what have you done for me lately? It is like, what is your last season's performance? So again, you so, still can't, you can't so, take so, a season off, or you you could, but right, it, it will yeah, affect. It, it's also sort of going to punish you in that regard. Like if yeah. if again, if you're active military and you get deployed for a season or two, it's it's going to knock you back down. If you step away from the game, if you know, again, for whatever reason, you, you're not able to play in that season, it's going to sort of hurt your progression or hurt your standing. Now, granted, you can come back and you know you've done the things you you'll be able to get that progression back. But it is sort of it is sort of a feel you know feels a little bit bad that you know when you step away to go. I mean, but again, that's sort of the thing. It's it's like you have to play to get the thing. You know, it's it's balancing that. Is it a casual game? Is it a competitive game? Like 
you still have to play to earn the thing. Mm. And if you don't play, you don't earn the thing. Like there is just some level of, again, you, you can't make everybody happy all the time, but yeah. And again, with the commendation count, they will be reset at each season to reflect your experience with the newest content. So your commendation score and breakdown will be tracked each season and you'll only lose a percentage of your commendation score each season rather than have it reset completely. So as the year goes on, it's important that they track the achievements throughout the season. In season 21, they're adding a new display to the journey screen that will show your recent season history. This will include guardian ranks, commendation scores, commendation breakdowns, seasonal challenges and seasonal triumphs. And they do give a little picture in their little um, blurb in, in their blog post, which we will link in our show notes if you want to have a look at, at a later date. Yeah. So, so how are you finding accommodations? Because at the end, you know, like again, looking at Iron Banner, I mean, first off, thank you very much for the tip of going to that, to the second screen that shows everybody and hitting on the little star, like to the left of their name to give out commendations because it is really a 50-50 whether that commendation screen loads. Oh yeah, and to respawn's point, everyone keeps leaving. So you can't <laughs> you can't commend your team because they've peaced out. Yeah. So, so what I've started doing with Iron Banner especially Again, if my team leaves, I'll go give the other team combinations. I'm like, listen, we're all trying to earn these things. I'm going to toss these out to somebody. I've also taken the approach of, I'm going to, again, go into that secondary screen, also has the benefit of seeing who did well, who did poorly. I'm going to hand combinations out to the people lowest on my team first to work my way up. Because everyone else is giving the one to the guys who are one and two. I'm giving them to the guys who are five and six. Like, hey, you're in here. You're playing the game. Yeah, I'm doing combinations too. That. So. Anybody why that not? didn't have accommodation next to their name, I was like, well, why? They, they've they've stayed here to the end. They've participated. Give them something. And, you know, the, the ones at the top were getting like the three stars. I was like, I'm, I'm not giving it to you. I'm, I'm giving it to the guys that are actually still here and want to participate and carry on playing. And, and you know, everyone deserves some accommodations. But apart from that, I haven't really paid any attention to it, to be honest. It's like, it's one of them things of, play when the screen comes up i give out the commendations and i think because i'm not fully invested in getting from rank six to seven as yet it's it's one of them things that if i get to it i'll get to it but it's i yeah. haven't looked at it to go right i need a billion commendations to get to this level it's just it's an afterthought at the moment for me um yeah but, it's uh, something, something you can just earn passively as you're going let, let me give some out i'll get some back that yeah. number will go up eventually and I think it, what doesn't help me at the moment is that I'm still kind of trying to plug through the campaign to get my hunter through so I can unlock strand. But then, like you said, you've got to go back to the fish pool to unlock that. And then you've then got to go and pick up your fish bits all around Neomuna and spend a lot of time in Neomuna doing that. Again, if you've already unlocked it, it should be that you've already unlocked it fully for that character. And maybe you make yeah. a donation of, you know, you. although at the end of the campaign, uh, whatever his name is the cloud strider gives you a bundle of um yeah, fish currency right. and then and i don't know why they don't just currency. go right we have noticed that you've already completed this on your character you've unlocked x amount mm -hmm. of things um i think I, I wouldn't mind if you still had to unlock the aspects because the fragments are all the same across all classes aren't they it's the aspects that are different are the the two different aspects and then the fragments are the things that are all across the same for each character so I understand yeah. that you might have Until to unlock your three. aspects, but if you've unlocked all the fragments for that first character, you should be able to just go, here you go, here's like 500 of these things, I've unlocked all of them all. You shouldn't have to grind through them all again. I know I get get the, you know, 
it's it's one of them things that they just build into the game but yeah, yeah. like responses they want to either either one grind and play the game more or two pay to skip the grind no, so, but the thing is, you can't even pay to skip the grind. You can pay to skip the campaign and get to the point of unlocking Strand, but you still have to go to Neomuna and do all the different things on Neomuna to pick up the fish currency. And like Respawn said the previous week, I can't go there on my Titan and play Neomuna stuff and get the fish currency because it doesn't account, because I've already unlocked everything for that character. You have to go on the characters that you haven't unlocked it on or you still got things that you need to unlock to then go back to the Puka pool to then purchase the stuff. And then again, once you've done that, it won't kind of, you then have to turn, go on to the, the third character. So, yeah. Yep. So it turns out the pro gamer move could have been to unlock all of the things, except for the one you are never going to use. Yeah. Except for that one you look at and go, I'm never going to use this. I'm never going to put this into a build. Well, I was going to try that, that one there until yeah. you have enough fish bucks for all your characters. I was going to try that on my warlock <laughs> and see if I can just, keep generating the fish bucks until i get to the point of and then keep going back to the the hunter and purchasing them on the hunter and until i got to the point of the the, the unlock for all characters so yeah but yeah it's, it's, yes, it's they're, they're not meditations they're called fish bucks if i hand them to the fish and it's money it's fish bucks that's just what it is now it's canon <laughs> <laughs> so forever six um that's you yeah that is me i take it personally so that they believe several of our objectives for Guardian ranks were initially overtuned, and we placed too many objectives in certain ranks, which we kind of found out over the last couple of weeks with their yes, patches that they kind of they've moved the lost sector completions and flawless objectives to higher ranks, and they've reduced the accommodation objective requirements in Guardian ranks seven to eleven. And the longer term is their current plan for season twenty-one is returning players will now start at rank five, and ranking up from five to seven will be faster than it was to rank up from six to seven at launch. And rank renewal will be fast-tracked, so most players will have a quick renewal, rank 7 by playing seasonal content, earning artifact power, uh, completing seasonal challenges, and trying out new exotics. And they also plan on remixing ranks 6 to 11 to provide a better experience of skills between those ranks. Yeah, again, these are all brand new systems. They're going to tweak them until they, figure, until they feel they've gotten them better. Not right, but, you know, better. I appreciate the fast-tracking. Hmm. And, and we've got some some commendable objectives. Yes. Uh, and while they were really excited to see over 100 million commendations granted in the first two weeks, we're aware that they made the system a little tied a little too closely to progression. So you had to engage with a system that oftentimes did not load and did not work mm -hmm. in order to progress and get past rank six and to, and to move up. So, you know, they're, they're, they're retuning this and giving commendations another look, um, making it easier to identify and appreciate your favorite teammates by adding five seconds to the commendations phase at the end of a PvP match, so you can maybe actually try to see people or give that screen a chance to load. I haven't addressed Gambit yet, have they? No, no. See, that's the word we do now. Now, to be fair, I did. I, I did finish getting my my proper eighth gilding done because I didn't want to take it away when they push an update. So I got that done in the last week, and it did start to load again. Not every time. It it it's it sort of loading at the same rate of Iron Banner. It seems to be about fifty fifty. Sometimes it loads. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So, so you know, they did say you know on, on their March thirtieth update, they made additional reductions to the commendation requirements, you know, and basically you know remove the the rank objectives requiring you to give commendations from rank seven to nine, further reduce the number, reduce the number of Hawthorne's weekly powerful commendations by twenty to five. Uh, in the coming weeks, they're also going to make some more meaningful changes 
including updating the eligibility for commendations based on activity, participation, or lack thereof, and adding a best dressed commendation, which you should. Thank you. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I don't care about skill and mastery. I just want to know if I looked good. And I think Respawn's here with me. Did I look good doing the activity? That's all I really care about. <laughs> I, I can be fun. I can be mastery. I can be Saint's favorite. No, no. I want to be the best dressed in Destiny. That's it. You know you're going to fight the hunters for this, don't you? Because with their capes oh, absolutely. and, and their, their cloaks and their, their robes that whatever they've got going. Yeah, but see, 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 they're going to go best dressed and look good. I'm going to lean all the way into Kepri's horn. And and find the most hideous, like, lightkin bug armor I can find to match with Kepri's horn and go, listen, this is this is the meta I must play in. We're going to make this happen and look good. And starting in Season 21, they're also going to going to um, update the objectives for the leadership commendations in ranks 10 and 11. It'll be first retroactive for the season, so raid and dungeons that you beat from day one will also count towards your progress versus not counting until you get there, which seems very silly. I think that's a good thing, and I think that's something that they actually do need to build into the whole system, to be honest, not just commendations. I think it should be if you've done a raid or if you've done a dungeon or if you've done X amount of things and you've done it, it gets ticked off. And then once you reach that rank, it automatically knows, oh, well, they've, they've done this. We can progress. You might move up two ranks just automatically because you might not necessarily have done it in the Destiny order but you've done it at some point in that season so that it, it kind of counts. And I think commendations really, to be honest, should be taken away from the Guardian ranks. I don't think they should be tied to it. shouldn't be anything tied to Guardian ranks, to be honest. I think Guardian ranks should just be a reflection of your skill in the game, not whether you've been rewarded or you've given out commendations enough. I think those things... Commendations, I think, need to be reworked in a different way to reward players in in different ways basically give them an emblem give them a shader you know if you've done x amount of things you get an exclusive shader or go down the route of like call of duty and i think we talked about it over the last couple of weeks with a different shader for that weapon if it's a craftable weapon surely there is a memento that you could give to that character or you could put on that weapon because you've done X amount of commendations and you've you've been awarded for that, you get like this exclusive um, moving shader, you know, it does fire down the side or something, something exclusive for working through the commendation system. And I think that's how you kind of need to be rewarded for the commendations. It shouldn't be tied to a guardian rank. It should be because you have played the game, you've helped people out, you've guided people through different things or you've played and and helped your team out and and even in best dress best dress should reward something to go alongside like an exclusive shader for a weapon that is craftable like those mementos that can just be placed in the crafting system there should be some kind of exclusive reward for that it's i that's how i see it anyway in response says you should also be able to hold more than one memento well, you can if you get one from Gambit, if you get one from Nightfalls and you get one from Trials, you can hold one of each. But yes, I agree with you, Eastbourne. There should be more than one holding on. Yeah, they're rare enough. Let, let me let me have a couple of them. It would be oh, fine. No. And so, they're also, you know, as we sort of alluded to, they're making some difficulty adjustments. You know, or, we'll, or have we'll they already off. done that? Uh, well, well, they have, and they probably will they continue have. to. Because they, they kicked off Lightfall with the largest set of difficulty retuning 
since the franchise has seen since the Taken King. And that that was that was a very ambitious. I, well, when I read that, I was like, since the Taken King. So we're talking Destiny One. Now I thought when they did the Witch Queen campaign, and they tuned that for like the way if you went through it with a single player duos or trio, that was kind of tuned to kind of react to who you had in your fire team basically and yeah it kind of it took me back when I, I read that like the taken king this is the largest set of difficulty retuning as i was like so you've been working on destiny one <laughs> like yeah, yeah. tuning so, so, of in destiny two until now right so so destiny one came out in 2014 taking king was september of 2015 yeah it is now april of 2023 so it's been a little bit since mm. <laughs> since they tweaked the, the difficulty so uh yeah they you know as players are patrolling neomuna playing lost sectors nightfalls the avalon exotic mission which is uh, why it felt like campaign. it was like now a lot lot harder which i appreciated mm-hmm. i i didn't expect to go to neomuna and take out people that were just on patrol i found it more of akin to i remember when there was a there was a little bit of a hiatus in destiny one and we all kind of went off to play the division when the division came out and i remember going through the different sections of new york city uh against like not not pvp players but the pve um Mm -hmm. players and you were trying to get to a safe house in a specific district that where you were like 20 or 30 levels below you would get one shot by a sniper from miles away and it was so hard to kind of sneak around that's what this reminded me of is it gave you a bit of a challenge that you know you weren't going to walk into that patrol zone and go i'm going to just decimate everybody it was like you had to work at kind of taking out those mobs and and do your um your bounties and do your patrols and things it's just and i appreciated that with what they kind of created here yeah and and they say you know they're really happy with how the modifiers worked out for the legendary campaign feels great in single player feels pretty good in three player however it became oppressive when you get to the ritual focus things like the avalon mission see see a trend developing here avalon mission even nightfalls which have far less aggressive enemy hp tuning than the legendary campaign can also feel overwhelming if you're playing that nightfall over and over and over again but i think that comes back to the way that they they've said about the if you look at it now those nightfalls are kind of still tuned to what they said with the taken king so that yeah. difficulty hasn't kind of scaled up. It's only stuff that they've built for Lightfall. So anything kind of Lightfall-esque has had that difficulty tuning, whereas older stuff hasn't unless they've kind of... I, I'm not sure about the Lake of Shadows and the not, the Armstead, I think it is where they kind of went back through and kind of retuned it. And I'm not 100% sure if they've kind of touched those with the Lightfall, like, magic. But yeah, it's, I, I can understand that it's Nightfall's should be difficult so they should have this kind of tuning yeah i mean i remember nightfalls in d1 oh yeah i mean i mean like nightfall was your pinnacle level activity i mean that was your dungeon that was your like you need to be at the top of your game because it is a hard grindy activity you need to fight your way through or you're getting sent back to orbit like i still remember how freaking hard those nightfalls were yeah and even you know again i don't know if they're on par with i mean they're, they're it's hard it's hard to draw a line between like them and grandmasters because there's so many modifiers and champions and stuff now like it was just it was just hard they were just big powerful bullet spongy enemies 
and you never felt like you could go toe to toe with them. It was always like, let me tiptoe around yeah, and, and get some tick damage on you. Run for my life, you know, find a cheese spot, find a corner to hide <laughs> yeah. in. Like it was very much like I can get through this, but it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be rough. You kind of got rewarded, though, with the Nightfalls, where you had that kind of crown on your head for that week. I remember me and my friend, mm -hmm. every Tuesday yep, at glowy, Reset... Glowy blue would, fire on your head. ...would load in, and we would do the Nightfall on all three characters to get our little blowy... Blue, blue, blue glowy... Cl <laughs> clown? Blue gr glowing mm -hmm. crown on our heads. And, um, yeah, and then go off and do the other things. But, yeah, it was so much fun. And then to even solo those things was was so much fun as well. I remember doing Sepkis Prime and the first area uh, where you kind of you trigger all the enemies coming in, I would hide down the back near the um, hive doorway. It would be over to the right where that kind of train carriage is kind of broken off in that corner in that large room. You'd hide down there and you'd take out all the enemies. I mean, you wouldn't have champions and things like you did now. And then when you get outside with the tank, you'd be at the back, right at the back on a pipe at the back with the uh, no land. Either, no, not no land beyond. Um, what was the one that reloaded all the time? The um, icebreaker. Icebreaker. You'd be at the back, do <laughs> icebreaking its little legs until you can kind of get through there. And then when you got into the final room with Sepkis Prime, you, there was a cheese spot you could jump through one of the windows. And if you had something like ricochet rounds, it would shoot through... Or, um, armor piercing rounds it would shoot through the windows and you could take out sepkis without enemies shooting you i know it was a really bad cheese spot but it allowed us to kind of do things like that solo i mean now i think you'd be really hard to do i mean esoteric of course but it's just you'd be hiding in that room to the left and kind of wait for the the champions and things but yeah it's i remember doing those and it was so much fun trying to do that solo but as the game has progressed i found that it got a lot easier with like you can do it you know just a standard nightfall these days you could solo but yeah and the respawn points out you know it's only hard the first couple of runs but then you get your build and your groove then it becomes significantly easier hmm. or you never learned your lesson and you continue to struggle over and over again so you know either way you did it yeah but don't worry because now that we're in lovely april land we've already had this lovely patch applied for on march 30th for all of your, our legend and master activities, the enemy HP scaler was reduced by 10%, just across the board, scale things down 10% for all of the enemy combatants. And this includes all non-raid and non-dungeon content with the legend and master the with the legend and master monikers. So raids and dungeons, still hard. Everything else in the game, looking at you, Avalon, scaled down 10%, a little bit easier. Legendary activities such as the legendary campaign missions are generally not affected. You say that, but it definitely felt, again, running this through solo my warlock definitely felt different. It was still hard. It was still a challenge. Like it wasn't a cakewalk, but it still felt like, yeah. like a, like a grind, you know, it just, it felt a little different. And maybe again, it was just my mentality of thinking, Oh, this is easier now. So maybe it felt easier. Don't know. But the legendary Avalon mission, the co-op scaler converted to legend lightfall levels rather than the legendary campaign. So basically they scaled it like they would scale a nightfall, which basically results in the enemy hit points being reduced by about 33% in a full fire team. And respawn is frantically typing. Ah, uh, well, he's saying the warlock is easier is, is pretty good. So maybe that's why it was easier for me on the warlock versus the Titan. I figured he was frantically typing about the Avalon mission. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, there's 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 definitely something to that though. On the warlock with uh, having a super you can use from range, versus having to walk up and hug the thing you're trying to hug that can suppress you. Yeah, that's easier. 
And he did get through his Avalon stuff. Yay! And he did it solo, so um, he and Cheese Forever got through it. So I can't tell you what the what the <laughs> what, what the team looks like because I have yet to set foot into that mission. And it's on the docket post Iron Banner. There you go. But don't worry, we have some heist battleground news too. We do. We think all of our our Nightfall battlegrounds they they feel great on Hero, similar to how it played you know in the beginning of season nineteen, Legends of Master things were a little less clear. So in the upcoming patch, in our in our mid season season 20 patches coming up for the heist battleground Mars. They're going to decrease how often the combatant waves spawn on higher difficulties at the towers phase, increase the map score multiplier to help players reach the score, the score goals without exploits. Good, good. And adding additional ammo crates. Who doesn't love more ammo? Which so that's, ammo. Yeah. So that's just for the Mars battleground, which I'm pretty sure is also going to be one of our grandmasters this season. Yes, I believe is it it's... in the rotation. It's either this this next not this week coming up, but the maybe the week after. Yeah, yeah, it's either yeah week eight or nine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's in the rotation. Yeah. Respawn says yes, so I will take his word as gospel. So mm-hmm. yeah. So those should also help. You know, with the grandmaster, assuming all of these changes are going to be, you know, all the way up and down. And then just the other heist battlegrounds, the ones that are not on Mars, reducing the frequency and number of some combatant ways in all boss fights. Reducing the health of the Death Tongue Cloisters. No, I'm sorry, Death Tongue Choristers. God, words are hard. They're the uh, ones hi- that shut down your super unless you take them out before they hit the Shriekers. They go and stand yep. underneath the Shriekers, so that's what that is. Yeah, so they'll have, they'll have less HP, so you can hopefully kill them and then use your super on them. Mm-hmm. Or on everything else. Your Hive Runes now have the same health on all difficulties. And thinning out the Fallen Trip Mines in the Heist Battleground Moon. So, yeah. too many Trip Mines. We're going to thin those out a little bit. And something just to point out, I know we were talking about it last week with their mid-season patch, and we thought that if it was a mid-season patch, it should be week six of 12, which is this week that we're currently in with Iron Banner. Hasn't kind of appeared as yet in the middle of Iron Banner. So I think that it would probably be Tuesday before we get into week seven. I'm That's what I'm guessing is that that's when the mid-season patch. It's just a guess, though. Yeah, yeah, they really, they really are playing. You know, they haven't even, even the TWAB and the reflecting on life all. They haven't said, "Hey, here, here's when this is going to happen." So, you know, it, stay tuned to the Bungie socials. They'll tell you when it's going to show up. And I was talking about the Neomona patrols and everything else on there. Um, they've made some adjustments because apparently uh, people were finding it really difficult. You know, overwhelmingly difficult. So they've increased the spawn rate of the Vex Strike Force event in the Vex Incursion Zone because people were finding that either they were getting there and there was nobody there at the beginning, or just nobody there at all. So they've increased mm-hmm. that so that mm-hmm. yeah, you, you, there'll be more players and people and the spawn rates. Uh, the partition activity is now replayable after each week after earning your Pinnacle Power Reward. But so if you want to play that again, you you can play it again. And they've reduced the rate uh, that the rank and file red bar enemies are replaced by tougher elite orange bar enemies. And uh, reduced the spawn rate of the turrets specifically in Amish Park. There you go. That you is should nice now feel safe. There were a lot of turrets there. Yeah. And in a future patch, don't worry. Certain patrols will be easier to complete. That's it. <laughs> Which ones? Certain ones. Just certain ones. And they've heard feedback that the daily terminal override area feels empty before both events is active and while it's going on. So 
during the event we wanted players to focus on the event enemies rather than fighting generic enemies that didn't give progress towards the event but there are some restrictions and they couldn't accomplish this without removing enemies from the area prior to the event starting they haven't kind of come with, up with a fix as yet um, because if they did that that would kind of create issues um and they yeah, say well, this is basically it's, just, it's a technical restriction basically saying like we could put these enemies in with those enemies but it's going to make your game lag and and just not perform well so they're like the game can lag and play poorly or we can just have these areas be empty they are working on a you know they say new tech to fix this but they don't have a fix as of yet mm-hmm. so that's why it's deserted right up until it's not then it goes back to being deserted and Lost Sectors, they're going to be changed, I guess, uh, certainly at the start of Season 21. They feel that both Legendary Master Lost Sectors will feel very approachable for regular players. Because at the moment, I think where we... It was quite high for us to kind of get into at the beginning of this season because the bar is set so high to get into Legend and then Masters. I think it's the 1830 for... Is that Masters or Legend? Because I, mm. I, I can't really remember at this point in time. But because we were so, it was such a grind to get to the 1800s before we kind of got to 1810 and then our kind of artifact power on top of that, they knew that it was going to kind of be quite a power climb to get to that. But they feel that kind of coming in the next couple of seasons, because everybody's got more of a chance at being at 1810, when we go into the next season, it'll be a little bit more easier to kind of get into a lost sector. They're not planning on making any difficulty changes specific to the Lost Sectors at this time, aside from the 10% enemy HP scalar reduction that they noted above. But they do have some upcoming changes to exotic acquisition that they're going to share below. So we're going to read on. We're going to skip past the Threshers and the Vanguard scoring because it, it makes more sense to go onto the exotic armor drop rates. So oh, 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 I, mean, I do want to take just one second to acknowledge the Threshers. Well, we can come back to the Threshers. Oh, okay. Well, very good. I, didn't, I just don't want to make sure we didn't leave our Threshers behind entirely. So yeah, tell me about exotics. How, how can I get them? Where do they live? <laughs> they, do they, live like? they live in the Lost Sectors and they smell like cheese. Mm, forever? Or no. Or regular cheese? It's regular cheese in the Lost Sectors, but when you go out into the Vex Incursion or the Vex Strike Force area with the Vex uh, Incursion Zone, um, they smell like Gorgonzola. But originally, they said for Legend and Master Lost Sectors, in Beyond Light, they envisioned them with two main gameplay goals, which were players should be have a place to test their build solo against end-game en- enemies and content, and that players should have a place to acquire new roles of exotic armor with some amount of determinism? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. determinism. Determinism. But and then changed. lots of things have changed. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, some things have changed. And basically, they said... You know, the, the big thing is, you know, knowing that a lot of players are, are going to struggle early in Season 20, but would eventually level up and, and you know, be at, be at late level and be able to master these lost sectors. And since they aren't raising the pinnacle cap in Season 21, everybody will start Season 21 ready to hit those lost sectors. You know, you know, so there's, you know, after this season, there's no more light level. There's no more pinnacle cap increase. So if you're ready to hit a lost sector at the end of Season 20, you can day one in Season 21 go into that lost sector and it will be basically the same difficulty for you. Well, like they're not making them harder. Sort of, because you've still got to take yeah. your artifact power into consideration right, now right. and then going in next season. 
but they have right. made some changes in the recent patches. So they've increased the exotic drop rate from both legend and master lost sectors. Not that respawn kind of tells us this. He tells us that he doesn't get anything from either. Um, no, they want to be careful about raising the drop rate too much at the time when an activity itself will be getting easier and easier, especially in the light of other changes coming. And once most of the player base completes their yearly power climb, we will again reevaluate the completion times and rates for rewards. So Lost Sectors won't be the only place that you can get your exotics from in the town. There's a new new place in town. The Vex Strike Force event in the Vex Incursion Zone will also drop a new piece of exotic armor if you have any left to collect. So, so like the new seasonal exotics, I don't have to go into the Lost Sector for. I could go play the Vex Strike Force, and it yeah, will drop exactly. me if it says, it "Oh, hey, you don't have the new, you don't have the new seasonal strand armor because you didn't do the legendary campaign and you don't want to do Lost Sectors." That's another route to it, and it will see in a knockout list, "Hey, you don't have these." We're going to prioritize giving these to you first. Yes. But if you want to kind of focus on a specific day. So when I run through like in this week in Destiny, when I say like the, the daily focus for that lost sector will be arms and you haven't got a specific pair of arms. Again, it's on a knockout list. So you could go into there and just play that over and over again until you get those selection of arms. But then once you've got all those arms on that day, it will then just start giving you random versions of those drops. So they could be high power or low power. And I think they vaguely run from, I think, 50, I'd say 57 up to about 65, depending on what armor piece it is. But sometimes you can get high armor rolls by just constantly playing this. And I'm not sure if this is going to be the case with the Vex Strike Force and the Vex, in, Vex Incursion Zones, that it will just, hopefully, I think that's what people want from Bungie is that when you run these lost sectors and you you go through the trouble of getting these exotics or even just exotics to drop in the wild that they drop at a minimum you know 62 nothing below 60 i think the problem is that when we're getting exotics that drop in the high 50s or even if you're if you've already had it and you pull it back out of collections i believe it's 48 they're just they're not even worth the paper they're printed on when you get an exotic it should be a high stat roll might not necessarily be the stat roll that you want, but then that would give you more incentive to keep doing it over and over again to get that specific role. And I, th I hope Bungie kind of implement this or they do change it at some point that, you know, if it's an exotic, it should be a high stat role. But yeah. Yeah. If I've gone to the lost sector in search of the particular set of one of 13 arms that I need to get to drop, if I finally get it to drop, I want it to be one I want to use and not say, oh, I got this. It's garbage. Back to the grind. Yeah. So if you're missing any exotics, it will just give you a random one from any of the ones that you're missing from the Vex incursion. But if you want to focus on a specific day, make sure that you check out the Lost Sector rotation for that day, and then you can go in there and get that. But coming in Season 21, now that they've covered off some of the changes that they're focused on during this season, uh, here's a look at ahead. So there's more quality of life updates in the works for season 21, in addition to the adjustments coming in the Guardian ranks and commendations mentioned earlier. Uh, first up, let's hear from the armor. Actually, no, let's not do this. We, we missed out threshers, didn't we, in the thingy? Although it's been, do we want to go on to uh, a certain well, bit of focusing being added and then hop back up? No, let, let's, let's go to threshers. All right, back so, to threshers. Back to threshers. So, so why, why were the threshers so strong that team and why did it feel like they were just i don't know 
maybe like you know anti anti vehicle weapons like the threshers were very powerful because they copied and pasted them from nightfalls so it was a copy and paste from nightfalls where they were quite dominant and they you know they could take route with one shot so they copied and pasted them and put them in near moona and then realized that they didn't change the value of how much they hit by um so yeah that, that's the reason and 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 what were these threshers uh, originally tuned to combat why were they even there at all? Was there was there maybe a certain a certain you know reason that threshers existed to maybe uh, used to combat guardian tanks, which are powerful yes. tools against cabal vehicles and could use auto targeting to destroy slow moving thresher missiles. Oh, I thought you were going to say that they were there putting there to destroy respawn, but no. Well, I mean that too, but yeah. So, so yeah, so the threshers were tuned against guardian tanks and i don't mean titans i don't mean tanky classes i mean literal tanks and they just never updated them and they've always dealt the budget says they've always done more damage against guardians than intended but under you know the previous lifefall combat lower power caps they weren't lethal enough to be as oppressive as they were at the beginning of this season but now they were so they had to tune them way back and against maybe not tanks and against you know while our guardians on t- are tanky, they are not actual tanks. So it's better now, after March twenty yeah. third when they patch those. So uh, basically, th- they remove the direct damage and only let the explosion damage from the missiles. So when the missile hits you, it deals no damage. Just the explosion is what's dealing it, damage. It would still hurt you. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, it, they say it's about less of half of what it previously was because it was very much a one hit. You could be fighting something in Neomuna, you know, the city under siege, and get one shot. From a thresher you didn't even know was there. So it, it, it's better now. You actually you know, stand a chance fighting against the Cabal invasion. <laughs> and something I completely forgot about with the Vanguard scoring and reputation. Now, it was only when I read this that I was like, oh, okay, so we've kind of, a, they, what they're going to do uh, going forward is the Master and Grandmasters are going to be adjusted from, I think it's, is it Masters are going from 1.75 multiplier to 2, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was basically saying going from a two from a two point oh to a two point five multiplier, or going from a one point seven five to a two multiplier. So yeah, so so you know, basically trying to make that that curve a little bit smoother from you know hero to grandmaster as opposed to this is okay, this is sort of hard. Oh, this is impossible. You know, the thing is with making with it more masters, of a curve and less of a hockey stick. The thing is with masters, I believe the masters are set at eighteen twenty power level, whereas grandmasters are eighteen fifteen. Although there is contest mode, which means that you're power capped at that. It's 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 weird how they've kind of worked that out. Surely, if they're going to go for the curve, it should be masters at maybe eighteen ten, and then grandmasters at eighteen fifteen. But you do you, Bungie. You do what you want to do. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But they also say that in a future patch, they will take a pass at the lower map scoring multipliers and individual objectives to make sure that everything feels better, specifically Guardian Ranks Nightfall scoring objectives and Legend Dares of Eternity bounties, and throttle to prevent certain exploits as optimal scoring strategies. So don't you be thinking that you're going to be cheating the system out there, because they're onto you. Because they've seen us play all these Nightfalls now, that's it, we're in trouble. No, no, yeah, yeah, exploits. They've caught on. So, so yeah. So now we're going to move firmly out of out of the mid season patch. We're leaving the mid season patch behind and moving into what's coming in season twenty one. So once we patch mid season, we have a new season. Yes, 
And there's where all of our quality of life updates are, like new build crafting updates. Are you excited to build craft in an updated way? I know Respawn is, and he's not here to kind of express his excitement at, you know, getting further into the build crafting. So yeah. So so while Respawn's on a bounce house, we can tell you that one of the most common pieces of feedback we've received on the new mod armor system is the players would like to better integrate their subclass and their armor mods by having a way to gain armor charge by picking up your stasis charge, your void breaches, your fire sprites, and your ionic traces. Yes. So the artifact perk in Season 20 that allows you to do that with fire sprites has been proven to be very popular. So they're going to make it more permanent and cover all subclasses, including Strand next season. So, you know, when you pick up all of those lovely subclass-specific things, it will give you armor charge to make you beefier and tankier and less, you know, just make you stronger as you're running into battle collecting things. And it sure would really be nice, Night Demon, to not have to run into the thick of battle to grab that fire sprite or that void breach that's just sitting there calling to me. Mm. Sure would be nice if Bungie were to do something about that, wouldn't it? Well, like we had before where the, the wells kind of moved to us if you're in a certain range. That would that would be handy. I, I really wish they'd do something like that, maybe with some kind of new armor mods in Season 21. Well, I think they should. And I think they should call it Powerful Attraction. So when using your class ability, you collect orbs of power within a radius determined by the number of copies of the mod you have equipped. But there is a design note. The request for a Seeking Orbs mod would, that would allow orbs to attract you to just roll across the floor to you did not fall on deaf ears. But there are some limitations <laughs> and the numbers that can be spawned as frequency in such numbers and for all fire team members and not just the creator could create memory and performance and latency issues. So they're going to work on it but at the moment there's issues but if you create too many your game will slow down and then you'll die anyway defeating the purpose mm -hmm. but there's going to be an elemental charge so collecting subclass collectible associated with your damage type so fire sprites ionic traces stasis shards void breaches and whatever it is for strand has an escalating yeah has an escalating chance to grant you a stack of armor charge on strand this is granted by destroying tangles and again, there's another design note. The frequency gain of stack of armor charge is tuned differently for each collectible to account for the difference in frequency and volume of creating those collectibles. So the more you, so if you're able to create loads and loads of them, each one will give you less armor charge. If you only create fewer of them, it will each give you more armor charge. I'm seeing that I should just create fewer of them then. Well, Fewer of the ones that you can create more. I mean, like, I think Ionic Traces, you can create just, like, buckets loads. <laughs> Whereas, like, Stasis Shards, you're limited by, you know, some degree to how many you can have. Something I'm actually looking forward to, which is the Shoot to Loot perk, is actually being yeah. adjusted in Season 21. Now, this makes a lot more sense. So, Shoot to Loot can now be used to loot orbs of power in addition to ammo boxes. So, that that's really cool. Is that that's At the lovely. moment, I don't see it as... As in, sometimes I, I suppose if you kind of there's a heavy box way over on the other side of the map, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have had a shoot to loot thing on here. But as an additional thing to shoot orbs of power, it just gives you, it's you know, it's one of the things that you, maybe you might take it into the the grandmasters or you might take it into the the raid, and it would be useful because you could just shoot the orbs rather than kind of run underneath the boss's foot, feet to kind of collect them. So yeah. You know where I'm taking this shoot to loot perk immediately? Where? Into Gambit. Shoot <laughs> that heavy ammo box after I've cleared the side, got my 15 modes, 
dropped them in the bank and said, oh, but now the, the ammo box was way back over there in the direction I don't want to run. Let me just shoot it to get my heavy ammo and move on. Does that work? We're going to find out. <laughs> I mean, they say you can shoot heavy ammo boxes. Now, would it surprise me if they said, oh, but it won't work in Gambit because we forgot Gambit exists? Yeah, that, that would not surprise no, me. No, but I'm thinking like the ones that... I know that sometimes you get the purple bricks to fall on the floor, and I'm sure that's the shoot to Luke thing, but those boxes that they kind of spawn in in the different areas, you can't shoot those, can you? Not yet, but they. But this says in addition to ammo boxes, and that's an ammo oh. box. So in my mind, I'm thinking I can shoot that ammo box. Okay. Or, or, or I'm also curious, like the one that's on Neomuna before you start the, the, uh, kind of the terminal overload. I can't remember all the names of this. Yeah. Where, where the sign is in like the three little orbs you have to shoot in the air and there's an ammo box there. Like, can I shoot that ammo box and get my full ammo and then move on with my day? Like, I'm, I'm really curious to see if they meant ammo boxes or ammo bricks. Because, I mean, those are different. I mean, well, of course, the ammo bricks you can shoot now, so it's got to be the boxes, right? Yeah. It feels like it has to be the boxes. <laughs> Again, Either there's way. another design note, though. You cannot shoot your oh, fire sprites, your stasis shards, and other subclass spawned obje objects because there's technical limitations and respawn says no, basically. But, okay. but I can shoot as they mentioned, orbs, orbs in the ammo boxes. Orbs and ammo boxes. But... As they mentioned a while back, and they're just having to tell us again that there is going to be some more aspects available next season. And there's going to be that little quest that we go on to go and get them. So the Titans are getting the Fletch Storm. The Hunters are getting the Threaded Spectre. And the Warlocks are getting the Wanderer. There you go. Just just reminding you that they're going to be coming in yeah. six weeks' time. No more. Weeks time. No more information, but there will be a subclass specific one. It will do something. And something that they're looking into for Season 21, they're adding the ability to refund and apply individual artifact perks with a simple, single click, which that has driven me mad. I'm like very excited about weeks. this change. Having to reset your whole <laughs> artifact just because you want to get the one specific thing on the end, you're like, oh, my word. Just... And this may yeah. be the one, the one change that I'm not happiest about, but it's probably my top three. Because, yeah, it's it's so nice to be able to go, oh, well, I, I put that Void Wall on. Now I'd really like to have the Solar one in that final column. I really don't want to redo my entire artifact to get there. The thing is, you're still going to have to do your entire artifact, I suppose, if you go back too many steps. Because yeah, I could see people refunding like the first couple to get more in that final column, which then won't work mm. because it'll only oh, yeah. allow you to get like two in that last column. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if, I wonder if it'll let you just like remove one at a time like if i remove one do i then have to make sure i have yeah enough of that lower level to get to the high level that's a good point yeah it might only allow you if you say if you remove one from like the the tier three or tier four it'll only allow you to kind of go from one to four again to unlock rather it won't let you go into that five or six box area and select another one from those probably not but i suppose yeah again that's going to be one of them things this they're going to need to look at and then I'm going to need to build that into my into my mods or, you know, into my build crafting for my loadouts. So when I apply my solar loadout, it'll give me the solar artifact mod versus the void artifact mod I had on before. So, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there in the future. And then we've got some news about the ritual schedules, which I like to know ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So in week one of season 21, they're planning to run Trials of Osiris. Since they won't have any power rays of any type in Season 21, they can run Trials earlier than usual with a reasonable level across the playing field. That's pretty cool. Though, 
Uh, we're hoping that this can be an ongoing change. If it's a week where no raid is launching, no iron banner is running, and no significant power climb is introduced, we think they should run trials of Osiris as early as possible. So trials gods out there. There you go. Trials for week one. And then in week four of season 21, they're aiming to make the Grand Master Nightfalls available. So this isn't the Grand Master Conqueror node that's still planned for week seven, but they're aiming to kind of get the Grand Masters available. So start the rotation earlier, which yeah. is a welcome change for me because I'm at the end of the season, I'm either too busy, a little burnt yeah. out on Destiny, or just you know don't have the time and the people to do a Grand Master. So getting them into the rotation earlier is a win. I love it. But then you're missing out on the first three nightfalls that could be potentially easier than week four, five, six. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I, say I'm missing them. You could imagine if the <laughs> like week two is a really good one that you can kind of not you know not breeze through, but it's a lot easier than week four's one, and they make week four's one a hard one. Yeah, but uh, we'll yeah, see how it goes. I wouldn't say I'm missing it. There's something you wanted to talk about is the exotic armor focusing that's coming. I did. Since, since we have another way to get the exotic engrams, and instead of holding them in, in my vault or, you know, holding them in my postmaster for, you know, leg day and hoping they decrypt into the legs I wish I had, uh, we're getting exotic armor focusing with our buddy Rahul in season 21. And when this goes live, so basically all the exotics you get aside from drops, Sorry, all exotic engrams, aside from drops from activities that award exotics, like Lost Sectors, the Vex, Strike Force, and Nightfalls, will no longer auto-decrypt. So if you find an exotic engram in the wild, just laying there on the ground, or in the Postmaster, after you've completed an activity going, I don't know where this came from, but it's here somewhere, it will sit in your engram inventory and, be, and allow you to be focus it at two different tiers. Ooh. So the first tier is your advanced decryption. So you can focus an engram from a specifically entitled release. So Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, Witch Queen, etc. If you're like, hey, there's there's an exotic from that release, I wanna I wanna walk up to the table, throw my dice down, and say, give me one of these. So just like now, exotics that came out alongside these seasonal releases are always included in the previous year's entitlements. And your cost is one exotic engram. Obviously, you need the exotic engram to focus the exotic, one ascendant shard, and thirty thousand glimmer. So it's a golf so, ball and some glimmer, yeah? And your yeah, exotic. golf ball, glimmer, and you're just saying, give me an exotic that comes from this release. I, you know, it's not, it's not an exact, exact one, but just, you know, it'll say, like, you know, they have the reg, Red War leg decryption. So at least I can go look up and see, hey, where, what release did this come from and what kind of armor? And then, you know, again, unless it's arms where, where you have a 1 in 13 chance, it'll at least lessen the chances of what it's going to be. My question to you is, from this um, picture that we've got on the screen, so there's there's Red War stuff that you can do, and it looks like Forsaken, um, Witch Queen, uh, Shadowkeep, and all the other expansions going mm -hmm. along. So if, uh, say, instance, I haven't got anything from Lightfall, it, can I go there and go, right, I want this specific exotic from Lightfall, like the Hunter Helmet that's available? So if I go there and I go, right, I want to focus my decoding to get that Hunter Helmet, do you think that will be available or do I have to run through the Lost Sector to unlock it like I have to on most things so that it's actually in my collections to then go, I need to focus it to see if I can get a better stat roll? I'm going to... Mm, 
Yeah. See, see, I, 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 because then that negates the whole f- the fact that you need to have it in your collections right. to unlock it. it. I'm, available. I'm assuming it needs to be like anything else across the game. Is that you have needed to have unlocked that item, like uh, a trials adept weapon, to then be able to focus that engram again to get a different role on that item. I don't think they kind of clarified that here, did they? Yeah, I'm gonna guess it's gonna work. The same way focusing does everywhere else is is you have to have one in order to focus it. Now, because this is you know rolling the dice and saying, "Hey, I want leg armor from the Red War." If I don't have one of them, or say I didn't, I wasn't playing Destiny during the Red War, will it just give me one at random from that collection, even if I don't have it? I feel like I feel like it's it's going to say, "Here's the loot pool from that. We're going to give you." one of the ones from that hopefully using the same sort of law sector system of you know maybe you you don't have this one we'll give that to you first or vice versa saying here's the loophole you have we're only going to give you ones that you have because if you look on the next picture this is the reason why i'm questioning it is because you can see the titan helmet and the titan legs and the only reason that they're all kind of grayed out is because they haven't got any exotic cipher in their selection so i'm just wondering Right. I, I really if, wish they gave us a picture that to clarify, do I need to have one of these? Yeah. So, so this gets to the point of there's also the precision decryption, which will directly let you focus the exotic armor you want. So you can absolutely go in and say, here's all, again, all asterisk of the exotics, but you're going to need, again, one exotic engram to focus, three ascendant shards. So that's three golf balls, 60,000 glimmer, and one exotic cipher. So, and they they do know that they do plan to raise the exotic cipher stack limit from one to five of them, because right now you can only carry one, so you'll be able to have up to five exotic ciphers on you. So you can go visit our buddy Zer and, you know, do his little quest to get your exotic ciphers. Yeah. And you can focus on, it says, you know, any, you know, quote, any of the ones available to you, but it's still unclear. If I never got, you know, the, the ACDO feedback fence is the one they're showing, if I've never unlocked this, if I've never gotten this to drop in game, can I still focus it? Or do I need to go run a Lost Sector or the Vex Incursion or the Nightfall to get one to drop first? That's, I'm, I'm going to guess because it's focusing. And as we learned with our trials, focusing, you can't get the Adept Weapon until you have the Adept Weapon. You can't focus it. I'm going to go and say you need to have one before you can get another one. Let me, let me ask this right quick. Just, just, just real quick. Happy birthday. So, thank you. Um, you said three golf balls. Yes. Three golf balls. Okay. Do they say three. anywhere in there that that it's guaranteed high stat, or is it just nope. a reroll? Nope. It, it, it oh, is just stats. wow. It is simply with random stats. It says on it. Yep. And that's the moment we did earlier. Of yeah, no. It's it's just it will give you. It will at least let, let me say, give me this exotic. It does not say, give me a good version of this exotic, but at least you can say, hey, you know, I'm taking my example. There's 13 arms for the Titan. Let me try right. to get the one set of arms I want. So they're like, we'll let you do it, but you're going to pay a high price for it. Yeah, now, yeah you ain't kidding. Wow. Now, now I, I, the only, I also the would only like way to raise that, that a... cap as well. Yeah. The only way I see that being a good thing is, say, a new season, you got new armor. Instead of going to a lost sector, like like Demon was saying, 
if I can just go there and spend three golf balls and get that exotic and unlock it, that'd be that'd be all right. I might get, you know, bad stats or whatever, but at least I've unlocked it. Now I have a chance to roll it in the wild, right? But to freaking just, oh, man, but not even guaranteed high stats for three golf balls? Bungie. Yeah, yeah and, and that's, yeah, and that's a question we, yeah, we still don't know the answer to is, do I, you know, is it going to work like focusing works? I have to have one, or can I go get another one? You know, can, can I just say, hey, I, I want to pay you for the privilege of getting this unlocked for me? I think Which... this is another one of those things that they're catering to existing players that want to see if they can re-roll to get a higher stat roll or a chance at a higher stat roll, rather than just keep running lost sectors over and over again. So if you've got a stack of Ascendant Shards or the golf balls just sitting in your Postmasters and you're complaining that, you know, every time you fill up your Postmaster, kind of, they get knocked out and you've got like 10 on your character, this is giving you another place to kind of go, well, rather than kind of just have them be wasted, you can try and focus on something to get your perfect stat roll. You know, we're not going to guarantee it, or they're not telling us now. They're just going, well, yeah, you might have a little bit more of a chance if you do this. If you're lucky. I mean, I mean, I mean at least it gives you a way to get, again, if you're trying, you know, if, if the, you know, if the Lorelei Splendor is the meta thing for this season, you're like, I have one, but it's, you got like, you know, a 52 roll, it's garbage. At least yeah. it gives you a way to say, at least give me a better one. Or, or again, or it's the end of the season, you're like, I've got golf balls, or I need, you know, I've got golf balls in the seasonal track I need to pick up. Let me go put them towards something versus going, uh, what can I master work? What can I, you know? Yeah, right. I, I think the team is one. It is for people with overflowing materials. Now, again, I, I would like them to raise a golf ball cap from 10. Not that I'm running around with like 50 of these things, but like if you've got. Well, 11, you have 12, 20 technically, because you... you can hold 10 in your postmaster. So technically, you have 20. But yeah, yes, but I would like to see that raise too, because you get twenty pretty quick when you're farming grandmasters. Right, like, like, give me, and, and again, and, and at least, at least it's a way to then say, if you are farming and you're getting these to drop, there's something to go do with them. You know, hey, let me go, let me go run back to the tower and focus. You know, let me focus three or four exotics that I'm trying to get to drop, or trying to find my yeah. perfect role of this thing. So I mean, at least there's a way to do it. Because I mean, I mean, before it's it's you go into the law sector and you roll the dice and you hope for the best. Like, well, they should also give us a way to like reverse, reverse trade currency. Hold on, let me tell you what I'm trying to say so you can give me the verbiage, right? So it takes ten shards. I'm sorry, it takes ten prisms to make a shard, right? If I have mm -hmm. too many shards, I'd like to trade my shard. Or maybe not ten prisms, because you know whatever. But maybe eight prisms, maybe nine. You know what I'm saying? Let me go backwards. That way, I'm getting some kind of currency instead of just spending it on on a on a on a freaking. Uh... You guys didn't hear anything I just said, did you? Yeah, we did. We heard everything. Okay, good. Because the phone call came in, I thought it cut me off. Um, but yeah, I mean, give maybe me some need way to take the phone call. I'm not wasting them. <laughs> no, it's just. Is everybody's calling to wish me happy birthday, and everybody sings the song, and I'll call him back, and he can sing the song in a minute. But the point <laughs> I'm making is, instead of wasting it like on armor, like 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 leveling up, leveling up, God, leveling up armor, so that at least we have it stored there for the one golf ball we'll get in return, right? Uh, by dismantling that, 
why don't they give us a reverse trade system? You know, here I have too many, I have too many shards. Can I have some prisms? Sure, here's some prisms. All right, I have too many prisms. Can I trade it in for some cores? Sure, here's, you know, nine cores, eight cores, whatever, right? They, they need to implement something like that because there is a currency problem in, in the game. And, you know, coming from someone that used to not have enough, now I have too much, <laughs> you know? And I get that spending three golf balls just to just to roll a piece of armor or one golf ball to roll a random exotic is, is I guess, their way of kind of alleviating this. But that's still hella expensive, you know? And they didn't tell us if it's going to be high stat rolled. They didn't tell us if our ghost mod's going to affect it. Because you know how when you focus, like, in the helm, your ghost mod directly affects that roll, right? Say, hey, I'm I'm going to roll for at least one high stat in, in discipline. And your ghost gives you that when you focus in the helm, right? But not anywhere else. So this place also needs to be a place where your ghost can affect the outcome of your roll. Otherwise, that ghost mod is almost useless, you know? Yeah. You gave us a ghost mod for a reason, make it do stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm hoping, again, you know, building into their existing focusing system, I'm going to assume that it will take that into account, too. You've got your resilience armor mod on your ghost. It's going to take into account with this focusing. I mean, and, and this all being said, again, like, these aren't... These aren't the exotics that come from Nightfalls or Lost Sectors. It's basically just the ones you find on the ground, which admittedly are few and far between. So it's like, you know, it's it, it'll give you something to, to it'll give you something to decode, but I think, I mean, the average player might come across... They might drop them more often now, though. Wait, yeah. like, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, true. Back up. These, the, I the, have these, to already have an exotic Engram on me? These, yes. Yes, this is focusing... What? And it doesn't count the ones in Nightfall in in Nightfall and Lost Sectors. So it's literally it's I found a law I found a, an Engram laying on the ground. My, the example I go to is sometimes when you play Gambit, like and, and you kill one of the blockers, they'll drop an exotic. Like like that's that's the I, I won't say reliable way, but I've seen them there more than other places. Is every now and again you kill a blocker or a group of blockers, one of them throws an exotic on the ground. Like that's the yeah, few that's places that I've, far between though, I've dude. Been like, wow. Well, right. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this focusing system is nice, but it's not like people are going to have, you know, piles of piles of exotics to focus. I mean, yes, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Esoteric will be out there with his. I'm going to decrypt 20 exotics today and focus them all. But like, the rest of us like might come across one or two of these in a season. So it's like, it's a high price, but it's also again, unless they make other changes, just not something you're going to be doing very often. Again, it's well, nice to you, have. Can you but... cheese the system though? Because because enhancement cores, when they drop on the ground, if you don't pick them up, show up as an exotic Ingram. So can we use that as a currency? No, probably mm -hmm. not, huh? No, it needs to be an actual exotic Ingram. Man, but we do have more to come. They have several more updates that they think that we are going to love coming in season twenty-one, but they're saving the mm -hmm. details. I'm not going to tell you now. I'm going to keep them close to the chest, but. <laughs> They are upgrading more than 15 of our low-performing exotic armors and rolling out balance changes to several others. Oh, There's also Lord. some exciting news for players who enjoy improvements to their raids and dungeon exotic drop chances through Triumphs, and they're taking a pass at the team-unfriendly Vanguard bounties risk requiring specific weapons, abilities, skills, and more. So there you go. And they, yeah. they did tell us last week that they were doing weapons as well, so... Yeah, so somewhere I did see, and I can't remember, I'm sure it was on Twitter somewhere as it flew by, 
there's going to be a triumph for like doing raids and dungeons that when you complete that triumph, it will give you like a a plus something percent chance for that exotic to drop. So oh no, they do like, that. They now. already do that. Yeah, they, they do they that do now. that now. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I, I can remember if that. I remember seeing it, but I didn't remember the context. Okay, so maybe it'll be more. So more than that. I, I think I think that's why my quote curse has been broken because I didn't even think about it until after the fact. But by the time I got my exotic to drop, I had probably half of what we're talking about done. You know. Because we had yeah. done like the all strand, we'd done all one class, we had done all the challenges that had come out, we'd done all that stuff, right? At, at this point in time, everything that could be done, I had done, right? So I'm guessing that's probably why my raid exotic dropped way earlier than what normally it would drop for me is because of those, you know? Quite possibly. And that's so, so that's the end of our reflections on Lightfall. And now, a night demon. I have a very important question to ask you before we hit the twelve. No, no. <laughs> let's hit the twelve and let's just get it out there. They're, they're deliberately poking at me again <laughs> with their little spoiler. And no, I haven't got to that point yet. No, I, I just. So okay, so so night demon has now had this spoiled for him offici officially a second oh, time in a row. Yeah. I mean, this time you well, were at least yeah, able suppose, to get through the first paragraph. I suppose if you say spoiled. that you're honoring somebody, you you could be giving them a badge of honor. <laughs> sure. But I know, I know what they mean. He knows, he knows who was honored. Well, he knows who was honored and why. So this week at Bungie for the for the sixth of April, twenty twenty three, we're we're going to be conquerors. We're we're gilding seals. Um, we're not going to lose our focus. We're going to run into rooms full of enemies and conquer them. Yeah, uh, we're going to continue to spoil story beats for Night Demon. Yeah, um, and now coming this week, they're going to recap reflecting on Lightfall, which we're not going to do because we've no, just we've done it. We, we, we no, we didn't do a recap. It. We we capped it. We've capped yeah. it. We've topped it. We're, we're going to move on to the next bit. Yeah, Grandmaster Nightfalls starting on Tuesday. There you go. Oh my God! Yes, thank you. A, pre a preview of weapons coming and leaving in season twenty-one. Prime gaming rewards, and then uh, player support report and uh, community creations. So they're going to reflect on, on the Lightfall and how we feel about it. We've already spent the last two hours doing that, so we're not going to, we're going to, we're not going to reflect again. We've reflected as much as we're going to reflect. But we know you want to be a conqueror. We well, know Respawn is ready to be a conqueror starting on April 11th. He will have yeah. another chance to earn the Conqueror Seal for the first time by being able to complete a Nightfall. One Nightfall a week, if that's your case... Be ready for the proving grounds. Remember to find your proper cover in each room. Remember, if you've already earned the seal and are getting to guild it, you can complete all six as quickly as you'd like, even in one sitting, as is tradition. Yeah, if, if you want to. And this week, don't forget, it's double rewards in the Nightfall this week. So double the mm. amount of gold falls, double the amount nice. of hung jurors, which is going to be the weapon this week, unless they change oh. it up. Hopefully, if they stick to their rotation, it should be Hungjura SR4. So you're going to get mm. a, an mm. adept one and some adept mods if, if you're feeling spicy and want to. Yeah, but the best thing about the Hungjury, they nerfed, man. So it's just like. Not you in know, PvP, the thing that right? The, been special, in the, head the thing that made the Hungjury special is they could two shot when you proc box breathing. But they've nerfed box breathing, so you can't two shot How with it. How many seasons right? are you going back? That was so. Not even last season, right. like six seasons. I know, but, but it's still true, Just though. That, that was the only thing that made it good. No, they haven't really it, given it any perks since then to make it, it good. Yeah, it has. It's got lots of perks. It's got the uh, intrinsic 
um what should we call it's the uh uh-huh. Yeah, it's got the Omelon and it's got the Vanguard Omelon, Vindication. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's it's got all those yeah. things. And I, I've already told people about it. So we don't need to tell them again. You've told it? Okay. Let me ask you this. Does it drop with tremors? I can't remember. Yes? No? Maybe? I can't remember. It drops with one of the new perks. And I did say what it was. You have to go and watch my video if you want to find out. Yeah, what video? I didn't even know you post videos, bro. If you too, unlike Respawn, are unaware that you can go to youtube.com and search for Two Titans and a Hunter, there are many videos there every week that tells you what's coming up the rotation, what the rewards are, and what you should be farming for each and every week. Oh, parody. For you. um, No, 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 parody. This is for you directly. Um, I had a guy reach out to me last night while I was playing Iron Banner. He didn't know our Discord, and he, he specified that not every episode we give out our Discord information. And I'm all like, I thought we did, but I'll bring it up to parody just in case. So he didn't know what our Discord was because he had been listening to the episodes and he didn't drop what it was, apparently, according to him. But so if he, checks, if he checks the show notes, it's always in there. Yeah, it's it's in the show notes. If if, okay. if you're wondering any way to find us, look on the show notes. There, yeah. There's 10,000 links in there. It's in there because I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. We never tell people about the Discord. The first rule about Discord is we don't uh, talk about the Discord. It's, a, it's actually a test to see who reads the show notes and who doesn't. Because if you read the show notes, you will have all the information. You if you don't read the show notes, it's like watching a TV show. You're like, well, that was fun. That's over now. I'll never interact with them okay. again until the next week. You might have to tell them the next bit then. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't know how the Grandmasters worked, your power level caps at 25 levels below the activity. For Season 20, that means that combatants will be 1840 but you will be 1850 at the most. Combatants can take more hits, deal more damage, and are quite aggressive. Quite aggressive. I've seen people just charge me down. Champions will be abundant, so be sure to have the proper weapons to deal with them. I suppose you don't necessarily need the proper weapons. You need the proper kind of loadout because you can use your subclasses. You don't necessarily need weapons. You could have your intrinsic stuff from your artifact as well. So, you know, there's that. There's going to be one burn. That will cause you to receive 25% more damage from a certain element, uh, which I'm pretty sure is solar in that one. Also, two elemental surges, which is normally something and strand at the moment, uh, an overcharged weapon, uh, both granting 25% damage increase for those. That's cool. And normally with that, with the overcharged weapons, that gives you kinetic um, increased damage as well. It gives you 25% increase to your kinetic damage if your subclass matches one of the elements. So that's also pretty cool. Revali- yeah, but didn't they say that the surge and the overflow do not stack? Remember that? So don't confuse people. We're living in a land of or, not and. You can, you yeah. can do this or that, not that and that. Yeah, you can't stack all, all right. and get like a 50% more damage. Yeah. But if you don't have the, the proper flavor of weapon, you can use the the overcharged weapon as a kinetic and get the same you know increased damage buff. Yeah. So revives are limited, and after a certain amount of time, darkness will encroach, and you won't be able to revive or be revived. I, I believe that's something like 20, 25 minutes, isn't it? It depends it on the nightfall. Some are longer okay. than others. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. When it tells yeah. you, your time is over. And yeah. as a final note, uh, we know that high battlegrounds feels tough right now. So here are some adjustments coming in the mid-season patch. So I'm guessing, that, again, like I said earlier, 
if it's coming in the mid-season update, then this is going to go live before we have... So it's got to be next week. It really has got to be next week, isn't it? Because the highest battlegrounds, I'm sure, is either the week after or the week after that. And mid-season wouldn't be mid-season if it goes past this week. I'm just sticking to that. So the highest battlegrounds, Mars, they're decreasing how often the combatants spawn and higher difficulties in the tower phase. Increase the map scoring multiplier to help players reach the score goals without exploits and ad added additional ammo crates. And then they've changed other highest battlegrounds things that Perid has already told you about because we've already been over it in the other article. Although, to clarify, you're apparently getting one additional ammo crate versus just additional ammo crates. Sorry, Marsh, you, you get one more. Yes. Are those some, some new strand weapons you got there, partner? They are. Um, and I'm a bit no. upset again, Bungie. How many times have, how many times have I taken you into my office and told you that I need to know the information way ahead of time? Because there is no point in telling me in a TWAB the week after something is available that is that's going to be the last week. Because that's not fair on me. That's not fair on the rest of the employees. We're all upset. So, so you're saying you missed your chance to earn your, your adept version of the Trials of Osiris bow, the Whistler's Whim? I did. The kinetic bow is out of rotation until further notice, although you can always get the regular version by focusing your engrams with state 14. I've already got a regular version. I could have, I may have wanted to get my adept version, which well, is not fair. And, and now you can't because Bungie said, oh, by the way, um, you missed your chance to, to do that thing because it's gone now. It, it'll be back next season, but, but, but not, not this season. Well, it's not. Wow, it's, FOMO it's is real with that bow, huh? Jesus. It, well, no, it's going out of rotation completely, isn't it? It's not going to be here next season. That's it. I know. FOMO, fear of missing out. That's what I'm saying. It's real with the bow. It is. You well, missed well, it. It's well, gone. All right. I guess we'll see. What, what else? What else have I missed? Let's see. Well, so what else is leaving? So I'm also going to miss if I haven't gotten yet the the Mindbender's Ambition shotgun, which um, <gasps> people don't really. Oh, I was going to say people don't seem to be missing, but apparently respawn's going to miss. No, so, but there's going to no, be a no, final no, week I for that. I have it. I just never got the role I wanted. I have like a good role, but I don't week. have the role. There's a final oh. week for it. Well, have have Luna oh. note your calendar. Oh, okay. Not next week, but the week after, April 18th. April, the week of oh, April 18th. So I, still gotta check. I thought He's... you said it was over now. Yep. Whew. No, 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 no. That was just no, a whistle. No, this. Yeah, this. Yeah, whistle's room is gone. You've missed your opportunity for that. These are the things you're going to have another chance to get but are going at the end of the season. So my Mitter's Ambition, the week of April 14th. So again, not yeah. next week, but the week after as we record this. Now, the Militia's gotcha. Birthright, the Kinetic Lightweight Grenade Launcher, your final week for that is the first week of May. So May 2nd, that week, May 2nd, Militia's Birthright. Those are your nightfalls. So if you're trying to get your Mind Bender's Ambition, April, 4, uh, April 18th, your Militia's Birthright, May 2nd. Those are your last shot for those two in nightfalls. Okay. Now, if you are going into trials, you've already missed your Whistler's whim. Sorry, because Bungie is bad at information. The other weapon is the Inquisitor Arc Precision Slug Shotgun. Your final week will be the 9th of May. So May 9th is your final week to earn the Inquisitor Shotgun if you haven't yet or want the Adept version. The bow, uh, you miss it. Sorry, it's out of rotation. Iron Banner. Remember, we have one more Iron Banner after the week we're currently in right now. Mm -hmm. But the Wizened Rebuke Arc High Impact Fusion Rifle and the Hero's Burden Void Adaptive sub Submachine Gun are both leaving. And if you haven't earned your Rose Hand Cannon or haven't gotten the role you wanted, that's also leaving competitive after this season. It doesn't feel like the Rose was here very long. Like, was that two seasons the Rose was here for? Yeah. Three seasons? 
it feels like last season wasn't it it was introduced within with the crucible changes and now yeah we've got one more and then that's it this one people have either farmed for it or ignored it completely and they say well you you know we're gonna take it out out of the pool now yeah but you know what's entering the pool you know what's gonna make a big splash as it falls into the pool next season in our nightfalls in our nightfalls we're gonna have the braytech osprey your void high impact fusion rifle and the loaded question makes a return the high impact fusion auto rifle or um, the arc high impact fusion rifle those are coming back to our nightfalls uh vanguard we're going to get the positive outlook which is a void precision auto rifle gamut will give some people a reason to play it a strand linear fusion rifle will enter the game and be a gambit reward crucible our old friend randy's throwing knife I'm so excited about this one. Rapid fire scout rifle returns. Because this means that that gun will get random rolls. It does. Now, Night Demon, do you have Randy's throwing knife still in your vault? Of course I have. When it comes back and you have another one, will you be deleting the one you have or will you be having them side by side? Well, the, the good thing about that is that randy's you can pull back out of your collections at any point so you don't necessarily oh, need it in right, your vault right. it's one of those ones because it was one of the seasonal weapons or the one of the yeah it's one of the sunset the ones one. you can only get it at 1600 power anyway yeah it was one of the ritual weapons before they were called ritual weapons yes yep the op versions yeah i'm very yep. excited about that coming back and trials next season our, our old friend the messenger our kinetic high impact pulse rifle makes a return for the ninety thousandth time and respawn, there's an arc glaive that'll be available for you. Uh, it's for. not. It's not a primary. I need a freaking primary glaive, dude. All right. Well, it's still not there. Well, Iron Banner next season, the Swarm of the Raven, the Void Rapid Fire Heavy Grenade Launcher is coming back. No. And and uh, a Strand Fusion Rifle. That's exciting. Well, yeah. Do so your, that means it's a primary or a heavy. I wonder. Interesting. Uh, primary because strand goes in the primary slot yeah it also goes in yeah. the heavy slot so fusion rifle, no, fusion rifle. your your strand linear fusion rifle comes from gambit no, your no. strand fusion yeah. rifle will come from iron Bay. oh okay okay yeah so one of each and then competitive with the rose leaving an arc sniper rifle will be joining the fray Don't so you can one. rock your, Just your rose and your arc sniper something with the same range as a rose gotcha <laughs> It does arc damage. Mm-hmm. And if you are yep. missing the Wizen Rebuke and the the Hero's Burden in Iron Banner, don't forget it's this week that we're currently in, so you'll probably miss it by the time this podcast comes out. But the next week, the last week of Iron Banner, is the week of the 25th of April. So you've got one more Iron Banner to go and get those. So so you've got your Mindbender's Ambition, and then your Iron Banner, and then your Malicious Birthright, and then your Inquisitor Shotgun. If you're trying to plan out your next four weeks, I still haven't gotten a wise and rebuke. Over the last two Iron Banners, I've played over 14 hours. I know, weird. But I haven't even gotten one to drop. I've got 19.6 billion of the pulse rifles, right? I've gotten about 400 of Roar of the Bears, but no fusion rifle. Not, not a single wise and rebuke, man. What am I doing wrong, Barity? What am I doing wrong? You're, you're obviously not focusing them. People. You know yeah. you can go and focus them. You're, you're not going to the nice man and focusing them. It's grayed out. It says I have to get a drop before I can focus it. 
Well, get good scrub. Don't know what to tell you. Actually, I might pull out the Randy's uh, throwing knife at the moment because it's got Zen moment on there, which seems to be a very, very good you perk. Should, you Ooh. should do it. Last Ooh. night I was rocking mountaintop Ooh. with a sidearm. Oh, that was so toxic. Yeah, rapid fire frame, uh, scout rifle. So, yeah, with rapid hit, Zen moment. I might just pull it back out for a bit of Iron Banner fun just to see what it's like. I think you should, just just for good times. I, I pulled a weapon out of collections this week for some Iron Banner fun that I was told about via video that we'll get to later. Oh, you've got videos. I've got videos. Beastborn mm -hmm. doesn't have videos you, yet. You know who also has videos, though? Bungie has videos. Bungie has cutscene videos. Beastborn made a video, sir. Thank you. Ooh. So you can go to you go to something.com and, and then you can find the respawn video when when it gets posted somewhere. Yeah. But Bungie is gonna tell us that they're they're posting cutscenes. All the cutscenes are here. So we wanted to share something interesting they've been working on as a hotly requested feature. So as of right now, Bungie's YouTube channel has all the YouTube I'm sorry, has all the cutscenes for the following seasons. Almost now, every cutscene from Destiny right. should eventually be uploaded as well. Yeah, so 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 they basically have have done an archive of the cutscenes of the season. So you know, season fifteen, season of the Lost, the Witch Queen cutscenes, season sixteen, season of the Risen, seventeen, season of the Haunted, eighteen, season of Plunder, nineteen, season of the Seraph are all up there on the YouTube channel right now, and they're going to basically be moving to putting the cutscenes on their channels and sort of saying they need to stay there and that sort of needs to be the source of them. So this is similar to what they were saying around music and stuff, you know, in the last couple of seasons, um, you know, sort of these are cutscenes that sort of need to live in Bungie land on Bungie's official channels. Yeah. And they do address a couple of yeah. things. Yeah. To my demon's point, not all the cutscenes are there. They're hoping to add one or two cuts, you know, one or two seasons every few months. So they're still working on basically backfilling all the cutscenes. Um, you know, but that, that's not my guardian. Cause as you know, if you don't skip the cutscenes, you see yourself, they say true because these are all recorded videos. The footage couldn't be customized for each viewer. However, our team did try and capture these cutscenes with a variety of guardians across all classes and races to really showcase who our guardians are. And this is the point that I've seen pulled out a lot this week. Can I share my recordings on YouTube too? And they say, we ask that you leave the cutscenes up to us. We totally allow and you know, we totally understand and allow clips to be used for your video creations for movie of the week or other content creation needs, but full cut scenes will need to remain on our channel. So yeah, if that, you're, that was one of the so, questions going around from a lot of the YouTubers like, well, I've already created X amount of videos and I've included X amount of these cutscenes. So am I now going to be copyright struck because that's already in the video or are you saying from this point on we don't want these cutscenes you know in full in your videos they need to be a bit more specific on clarifying where where they're going with this and what you can actually do with their cutscenes right like like can, like like if i'm playing a full mission can i include that cutscene in the full mission play uh, that i'm doing or do I need to be cutting that out? Do I need to remove that portion or do I need to skip that cutscene? You know, you know, they say, you know, if you have any questions or, or suggestions, hit us up on their destiny Two team account. So they should be giving someone guidance somewhere at some point, you know, Bungie, it'd be nice to say at least like, Hey, as of this date, do this. And Hey, if you're, you know, if you're doing a full playthrough, that's okay. But if you're just posting the cutscene as a thing, as its own standalone thing, which I'm guessing is what they want. They don't want, because posting just the cutscene 
as a standalone thing is, I mean, is Bungie's creative property. Just you're you're posting that and nothing else. Yeah, but before Bungie theirs. have but taken this on board, people like sorry, before Bungie took this on board, is that people like Ishtar and that have all been collating these and putting them up online for other people to enjoy. Now, because they've decided, I know it's their thing, they've now decided that they want to kind of go and do the same thing. Surely, they should allow people to do continue to still do their thing because it's obviously creating like the the community creating the community around this game and it seems really strange for them to just do a two line thing of saying you can't now use it leave it up to us it's like please explain that more because you need to explain you know what is allowed and what isn't allowed you can't just leave it at that because with today's creations i mean if if i'm playing through the campaign on our channel and i'm you know posting it to twitch and it also then records it and puts it up on youtube for people to watch later on is that then going to cause an issue because i'm pulling playing the gameplay and the cutscene is in there you know just you need to be more specific with how you're allowing people to use your content because I thought, you know, as everyone has, that you can just use their content to create your videos. Yeah, and like again, like I'm guessing that's where they're going to fall. Is you know, if it's part of a longer thing, it's fine. But if it's just the cutscene, you know, you basically, you know, you know, posting your favorite artist song and just the song, you know, you know, it's not robbing them, but it's like it's their 100 their creative work. You've added nothing. Whereas if you're doing a full playthrough or something and the cutscenes in there. That feels like you know, hey, it's part of because they don't they don't call out Twitch, they don't call out anything else. So yeah, but but Bungie, we do need you know, we all know we live in this in this relationship with you as a creator of this thing and us as the consumers of this thing. Of there's a line of what is okay and not okay, and that line is gray and can be moved around. But yeah, we need some guidance. We need hard and fast guidance. We need a document saying, here's here's at least the guardrails of what is acceptable and what is not because it's. You know, of of all of all the things to to skip, that that seems like one you want to you want to add a little bit more information to, mm. versus three small questions. And you know, honestly, the first two of them are fairly inconsequential, and the third one we got two sentences about. But to cheer us up, we do have some more Prime Gaming loot. So if you have linked your Bungie account with your Prime Gaming, there's some more loot for you. We have. What do we have today? We have the Spring Showers exotic emote, the Arrow of Time exotic ship, the Grey Tiger shell, legendary ghost shell, and the Velvet Intention legendary shader. So I think this is a new one. A lot of people have been saying this is a new one that nobody's got before. So Ooh. that's a good reason to go and get it. You know, I, I like it when they give you something that you possibly as a veteran player haven't got. So yeah, yeah that's nice. And there is a link that we, we will put in our show notes as well, if you don't want to read the twar, to go and click and do all the linking and get the free loot. Yeah, Amazon has, has started, I mean, maybe not Night Demon, because his, his Destiny emails are all deleted forcefully, but yep. if you are a Prime Gaming member, Amazon has been emailing going, hey, here's a new thing. Here's a link to click. You click the link, it goes right into your, right into your game. You go visit Rahul and go, why, thank you, sir. Those are the things that uh, a certain somebody else was holding for me before, and now you're holding for them for me. Thank you. I appreciate you. You know what I also appreciate tonight, Demon? Go on. Unlimited soup, salad, and breadlings. Ooh. Breadlings. We have a player support report 
first off, the Root of Nightmares raid jacket. It exists. Allegedly. If you completed the raid prior to the March 21st weekly reset, you have until April 30th to pre-order your jacket. So you have until the end of this month to pre-order your jacket about three more weeks. Uh, if you're not sure you're eligible, there's a Bungie Store, store Rewards page. It'll tell you, you know, you can either buy it or you can't. For your Destiny 2 Armory Collection, it includes both the Forsaken Pack and the 30th Anniversary Pack, but does not include the instant unlock of items or exotics outside of what is listed directly on each pack. So if you're buying the packs, you just get what's on the tin. Nothing more, nothing less. And players who already own the Forsaken pack will not be granted access to the Forsaken ciphers when purchasing the Armory collection. So, just a note if you're buying the old content. I think I've seen a couple things about those. Those have been on sale on Steam this week and have been going around. So people are picking up older content. And as always, we have some known issues. We are investigating the increase of chicken errors in Destiny 1. So, chickens just roaming. Probably led by the Colonel in Destiny 1. Probably, you know, leading some sort of revolt. There's been an upgrade to the war table that can drop after all the upgrades have already been acquired, resulting in a persistent flashing indicator of an available upgrade at the table that you can't actually ever complete. The Dreamy City Destination chests have no sound when opened. They're very quiet. Whisper quiet. We're investigating an increase in reports of bird errors for some players when using void subclasses. See, <laughs> we told you last week the game is all about birds, and now the birds are upset about it. Birds don't care for the void. Multiple Omelon heavy grenade launchers are missing projectile explosion effects. Just just Omelon, they, they had a glitch in the factory this week, and uh, you get no explosion effects. And your legendary dares may not successfully complete if the hive are the final encounter. Well, I see. So you, you just Hang on a minute. If that's a known issue, don't put the hive as the final encounter on the legend, Bungie. That, that's down to you. You, no, you no, can no. change that. No, no, there's totally, totally out of Listen, the birds have control now. Oh. And, and and because I've seen it mentioned a couple places this week, while we don't have a hot fix for this week, Bungie helped to tweet out that the fix to interact with the evidence board, allowing oh. players to acquire the Throne World Exotic Glaives, I've given up will on also still go live in the mid-season update. So oh. whenever this update comes out, that evidence board fix will be in that update. You will get a glaive and you will love it. Mm -hmm. You'll have so many glaives. And, and those... That is our condensed, brand new, hot off the hot off the presses list of known issues for this week. Uh -huh. all and the they listened to us last week. Not going to tell you about. They listened to us last week mm -hmm. about the movies and the art because they put at the bottom of this week's ones, Guardians. When you submit your amazing movies and art, please don't forget to include the hashtag Destiny Two M O T W and Destiny hashtag Destiny Two A O T W as hashtags, as well as your Bungie.net profile information in the entry. So there you go. They listen to us and they've gone, you know what? We do need to keep reiterating this to people, just like we need to reiterate to people how to join our Discord, don't we, Parody? We do. We do need to do that. We do, do you know how you can do that? Well, tell me. By reading the show notes. Ah, it's in the there. Is there a link in there that you just click? It's in the show notes. Ah. There's many things trying. in those show notes. There's, there's one. There's, there's all sorts of good stuff in those show notes. I'm also trying to remember if I have a subdomain set up. Yeah, you can also go to discord.twotitansandahunter.com and it will also redirect you to our Discord app. So discord.twotitansandahunter.com will send you to the lovely little Discord. That's our version of the Discord GG slash something gibberish. So yeah, 
Now we've told you. That's how to get in the Discord. We'll tell you again in like another 200 episodes or so. And if and, you uh, if you can't get in the Discord, and because maybe you're, you're too young to get in the Discord, you can always email us. Because we did receive an email from one of our younger listeners asking for some help. So I'm going to tell you guys on the podcast now so that we can get this guy some help. So if you just bear with me a second, I will find the email. While you look for the email, I will say that, you know, that's the end of our TWAP and we're going to, we're going to tread lightly into the nightfalls and, you know, get some new strategies for the re- refreshed arms dealer and, and Lake of Shadow strikes. And, uh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So we had an email from the Ark Lantern who is over on Xbox and he plays in the central time zone. So I'm leaving this up to you, the, the American listeners and anybody that's in the clan, anybody that's in the discords. I need you, I need your help to help this guardian so that he can then link with some of you guys in kind of friend groups so that he can bypass the discords and then he can then join us for some raids, some GMs and other stuff. So if you can look him up, it's the Ark Lantern, all one word, but capitals for the Ark and Lantern. Um, so there. It's, he, he wants to do some some cool stuff with us so t-h-e-a-r-c-l-a-n-t-e-r-n the yes. arc lantern is who yes. i'm looking for he's in the owl sector alliance so he, he he's uh, very good joined the 100.io thing but he's having a bit of problems kind of linking up with other guardians so um i need your help this is kind of a call to arms for the rest of you out there if you are in the central time zone and can help our friend over on Xbox, then I would be greatly appreciative of that. And if you're also trying to get things done, like, you know, planning a raid or trying to do activities, I will also remind people that in our Discord, under our Destiny News and Information, we have the Owl Sector Alliance LFG, which is the glorious bot that the Kingsley Mac has put together that has all of our 100 IOs from the entire Alliance, whether you're trying to do... Let's just see what we have going on right now. Jump into some crucible matches, you know, some rooted nightmares raids. Try to knock out a deepstone crypt. Uh, if you want some buddies just to say, "Hey, I want to run Iron Banner, but I want to run it alone," you run Iron Banner with friends. You know, just uh, just a smattering of the things that are out there of what people are trying to do. And remember, like, you don't have to, you know, you can plan it for the future. Or just say, "Hey, I've got the whole day free. I took the day off work. I've got eight hours. Let's go get a raid together. Whoever's available, you know, hit me up and let's knock this out. Let's, you know." you know, form up on a group until we get to six and then go knock this thing out and get it done. Or, or you can say, Hey, Tuesday night, I've got the whole night free. Everyone's out of the house. I'm going to schedule a raid. Let's get this happen. You know, it's a nice way to say, let's get people involved. And just cause you've hit your limit. There's also a way to say, Hey, you know, you can have extras, you can have subs. You, if you can say, Hey, I, I love the raid, but I only have like an hour. I can only do this for 45 minutes, you know, you know, let me jump in and do this with you and then pull somebody else in when I, when I run out of time. It's a great way to get people together. And uh, yeah, if you're just looking for one or two more, sometimes it's it's a nicer way to say, hey, here's the thing that's going on versus just going, hey, I need somebody right now, which I'm not saying don't do. If you need someone right now, do that too. But if yeah. you're trying to get something together, yeah, throw it together and you too can join everybody for great success and glorious victory. So did you say that you had some videos this week or have we got, we haven't got any respawn report roundup, have we? Uh, no, because the, the continuing desolation of all of the things that integrate with Twitter make it very difficult to integrate anything with Twitter. So uh, I'm sure something has happened. People have talked about all the things we've already told you about. 
And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of other things going on in the world, but we're not concerning ourselves with those. Fair enough. So I've got some videos. Parody's got some videos. So let's go over some tips, tricks, guides, and builds for you. So Cheese Forever has got a couple of cool videos this week. There is a Scissions Challenge Cheese that you don't have to use the launchers. So if you're struggling in the raid, Cheese has got you covered with a, a good cheese for that. <laughs> um, and then he's also got one that is Leviathan's Breath, which is the heavy bow, is doing double damage on the explosions. So if you want to go and have a look at that, apparently it nukes bosses and champions. Um, also, you know, his channel and Plunder the Booty's channel are permanently linked in our show notes. So Plunder does fabulous builds for every class of character and various different PvP, PvE loadouts. Go and check him out as well. And cheese for his cheeses and other things that he's kind of noticed. I think one of the videos that I did watch this week, I believe it was this week at the beginning of the week, is that he has pointed out that somewhere along the lines, it's either Bungie, I think it was Bungie, that have changed their sharing policy via Xbox. Whereas at the moment on, I believe you can still do it, on Xbox, if I'm the primary owner of the DLC and the game, I can not be on and I, you know i've got a home xbox i can se select like another xbox in the house to be my home xbox and somebody else can play on the dlc and the game and the xbox thinks that they're the owner of it and i can play on another xbox in the house and apparently they've changed somewhere along the line i think it was with the recent update on the 23rd of march that the sharing ability because you could do it via xbox game pass on pc as well somewhere along the lines that has now kind of been stopped so you can now no longer share via Xbox Game Pass PC-wise, or not Game Pass, but Xbox share on, on PC, the game and the DLC. So he was saying that, you know, he's now having to pay for X amount of DLC on various different platforms, because if he's doing different things, he needs to have like two or three, uh, he wants to have two or three different accounts open to try and show you the cheeses that he's recording and things. So I found that quite interesting. So if you want to go and check out what he was talking about, He's got that video out there as well. Um, but Cool Guy put out a really cool video this week of literally inf infinite damage resistance on a hunter. Now, this is with the new hunter um, helmet that looks very similar to the arachnid that we had in Destiny 1. And it can, it, again, it's PvP. But it's the one where if you grapple to, if you use your grapple, it gives you the woven mail. And he was showing you how you can use this in pvp to kind of just grapple to a point you know not necessarily grappling to anybody just like he was grappling to a box and it was giving him the woven mail and with the woven mail it also gives you flinch resistance as well so he was using one of the pulse rifles i think that he showed a couple of weeks back with i think it was the zen moment where you and, and building into the unflinching meta and just it was pinpoint and it, you know, he was getting good damage resistance against other people in PvP in uh, Iron Banner. So that's a good one to go and look out for. Asacross had a <laughs> Osmiomancy and Jotun fusion rifle build. So if you're a Warlock and you've got the Osmiomancy gloves, which uh, gives you, I think it's the double freezing grenades. So he was throwing out the freezing grenades to freeze people and then Jotuning them. And basically he was saying that he was going to go to hell for it. So that was a good fun build. Uh, Time Sausage Gaming this week, if you're again new to the game and you are struggling to get heavy kills on catalyst weapons or crafting. So if you've crafted a heavy weapon and you want to kind of level it up faster, he's got three areas that you can go into in the game to kind of 
level up faster that he goes over in his video so you might want to check that out if you're new to the game and then destiny fun police has two videos this week that i found really good fun one of them i'm currently using in iron banner and i was having hella fun with which is this exotic has a secret catalyst it, that's the title of it but basically it's the hard light now hard light i found was being used a hell of a lot in the last time banner and i didn't question it i was like you know i'll just leave it you know just hard lights hard light sometimes it, it kills you and sometimes it doesn't but apparently and i can attest to this it is doing really well and he goes over how to set your titan up with a void build and he was showing initially in his video he showed you pve that he's kind of getting all these volatile rounds with there's an artifact perk that gives you volatile rounds and building into this with the hard light, everything was kind of exploding all over the place. But then he took it into PvP, and he also then swapped over to Strand subclass, but he was still getting the volatile rounds because he was using the artifact with the hard light. And again, he was decimating people with that. So go and check that video out. And the other one is one of the worst exotics in Destiny is amazing for the Titans. And this is the... I can't remember the name of it now. It's the... Mark Capri's horn. The mask with the fire horn, are you? Mask of the Quiet One. That's it. The Mask of the Quiet One. He's using the Mask that's of the Quiet a, One. Oh, it's cancer and own banner right now. That's stupid ass helmet. <laughs> no, 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 listen. No, 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 no. Because last night I had to hear Micah complain for an hour and a half about how trip mines are busted. And yet I'm running up to this Titan. I shoot him in the face with a mountaintop. He's got almost no health. I stab him, which normally would have killed him. But instead, now he's got an overshield and he's got full health. I'm sorry. What? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So using the exotic perk, the dreaded visage, which grants ability energy when you're damaged, when, you get, when you're critically wounded, you regain maximum health on kills. And he's pairing this with Echoes of Vigilance, which is one of the fragments from <laughs> Void Fragments, which is defeating a target while you're... Sh while your shields are depleted, grants you a temporary overshield. So he's getting an overshield and he's getting health regen on a kill. So <laughs> it's a fantastic pairing. And I, I suggest you go and check out that video because that was really cool. So those are my videos for this week. Parody, have you got your videos? I do have a couple more. One, one I know Respawn put this video in earlier in the week of, I haven't seen a single person use this weapon correctly. So, oh, the, oh, yes. Yeah, Heinra, Hinra, I don't know how to pronounce it, H-Y-N-R-A. Again, we'll put the link in the show notes. Oh, yes. In the show notes where all the links live. Basically telling you how to use the new seasonal bow, the, the Verglass Curve. We're all using it wrong. We don't understand how stasis crystals work. And he's going to tell us how and why we should be using this bow, which I actually watched because I, I agree. I am also using it wrong. And now... Is it PvP or PvE? Or it's PvE. But 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 the but yeah <laughs> I, I mean I mean he talks he focuses on PVE but he basically talks about the damage and stasis crystals and how they work so yeah, it's yeah. applicable to PVP but it's PVE focuses his is is how he was so long, long story short right people have been using the bow using the bow to stack the ice crystals right what you need to do is you need to use the bow get one ice crystal and then use something else to break that crystal like like a hunter shatter dive or the titan slide or you know whatever because the crystals when they explode they take on the properties of whatever made them explode which i didn't know right 
So sometimes you get more damage if, let's say, you're, the weapon that you kill it with has a, a damage perk like Kill Clip or something to give it extra damage. But now when that Ice Crystal blows up, it does extra damage or whatever, right? And the thing is, is the more people you kill with that Ice Crystal, it fills your bow with more Ice Crystals. Even though you're not using your bow to get the kill, oh. you can shatter down that Ice Crystal, and now your bow has a maximum of five crystals, and you didn't even kill anything with it, you know? So yeah, I was just, it, it, I mean, he goes into way more detail, but absolutely watch the video. It just blew my mind. I didn't know half the stuff he was talking about ice crystals. Yeah, 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 the stasis crystal damage, how that's affected, and then just the loop of how to use that bow more effectively. Yeah, he's right, we're all, we're all doing it wrong. And then I, I threw a couple things in this week for, again, maybe you've, maybe you've got a buddy named Micah, maybe he's dragging you, kicking and screaming into Iron Banner. Uh, Mr. Armageddon has put out a video of best Iron Banner builds for PVE mains. Of basically, hey, you're a PVE main, your friends drag you into Iron Banner, or you're going, okay, listen, there's four pinnacles I could get by just playing a bunch of games. Let me let me hop in and suffer. So he's got he's got a couple of builds for each subclass, or you know, I'm sorry, for each class, and goes on of just hey, you know, if you're going to go in, like you know, here's some builds you can play together and sort of play as that support role, like like we've said before, sort of find find a buddy on your team run behind them and be like, he's, he's, he's going to do the shooting. I'm just here to, you can shoot me too. And maybe one of us will get the kill. I mean, he's got, you know, Stasis Hunter Frosty builds, uh, Solar Hunter Amankara, your Titan uh, Crest of the Alpha Lupi, or a Heart of Emma's Light build for your Void and Arc Titans, uh, Void Warlock or Solar Warlock Ophidian's build. So, you know, if you're, if you're want to step foot in Iron Banner and go, listen, I just want something to slap on. And he's got dim links for all of these. You can slap all these into Destiny Item Manager and say, Lock this on. That'll be my PvP build. Let's go run. Set it and forget it. Let's go. Um, also, Panda has a video of updated Trials of Osiris loadouts for all three characters, where he just sort of briefly goes over. And I mean, the video is only seven minutes long, so you know, sort of briefly goes over. Here's a couple of different builds for this season for Trials. If you're looking to say, listen, maybe I'm not trying to go flawless. I just want to go in and earn some rewards. You know, maybe get a copy of the Whistler's Whim. You know, maybe just earn some engrams. Let me slap something together, put it on there, go into trials. He has some recommendations for that. You know, there's there's no dim links to go hit and throw into Destiny Item Manager, but at least gives you some guidance on what should I do, what might be good. Because there's a ton of PVE builds out there. There's not so many PVP builds. It's, they're, they're sort of a little harder to find, at least on the Titan or the Warlock. Like, there's mm. certainly some. I'm not saying there's none, but there's not as many as one would hope. And then uh. finally, one that I have really enjoyed this week from true vanguard pull this buffed monster from collections right now the braytech werewolf yes from collections the statically rolled braytech werewolf or if any of you fine people have ever picked up a braytech werewolf in your entire life of playing this game you can pull it from collections right now because it comes with multi-kill clip and zen moment on it along with armor-piercing rounds and hammer-forged rifling. Zen Moment and Multi-Kill Clip are good. They're very good in Iron Banner. I, I slot that on my Titan and just have just been sitting back going, I have a laser beam that I can shoot you with, and you're going to die. I slapped a, a targeting adjuster, or, sorry, counterbalance stock into this. It has a recoil direction of 89, a range of 94. Like, it's it's ridiculous. It has a range master work on it. Like, it's a fun weapon. I've just been been having fun sitting back going, I have a laser beam that I can shoot you with. So yeah, if it's in your collections and you're looking for a weapon to try an iron banner, 
pull that one out. Have a good time with it. And the last one this week is I just want to give a shout out generally to the to the the unsung hero of where is this thing in Destiny? The channel 360 Game TV. They are the cheese forever of hey, where is this thing in, in, in you know in, in the where are these action heroes or you know, where are these action figures? Where is this thing I need to collect? Hey, there's a region chest somewhere in Neomuda. Where where is that exactly? They are the heroes of putting together short to the point videos of let me find this thing, you know, show me where I'm going, show me where I've come from. No, no you know, no pre, you know, hey, thanks for joining us, hit the button. They just sit and quietly pump out thousands of videos that tell you where Apogee repeaters are, your action figures, your region chests. I mean, you're, you know, if you're looking for the bobbleheads, the penguins, you know, all of that stuff, your corrupted eggs, anything you've been looking for or need to find the location of, there's a video there. Short, to the point. I'm, I'm going to say practically all of them are Deacon approved because there are a couple of minutes. It's basically just the time it takes you to zone in somewhere, fly or run to that thing and pick it up. And that's the video. That's it. So 360 Game TV, just out there quietly doing the work, making it easier for us to find things in this game. Cool. And then I also want to give one more shout out to Respawn on his birthday. Respawn, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Respawn. I turned 25 today. Yay. No, you didn't. 25 somethings. Yeah. Maybe it's 100 years. <laughs> yeah. So what, what else does Deacon approve of? Oh, Deacon, Deacon approves. You know, there is a short list of things Deacon approves of, but she yeah, absolutely short. approves of going to patreon.com slash TTAH and becoming a fine patron of this lovely program. Brought to you by the letter Z and every auto rifle you've ever seen in your life. You know who also brings you this fine program? Zep Orbit, who you cannot threaten with a good time. We've tried. We have tried threats. We've tried singing telegrams. We've tried balloons. We've tried packs of dogs. Can't be done. And meanwhile, our otter dance troupe are in just infatigable, absolutely incredible otter dance troupe of the T-Rex King, dedicated away M64, the Scarlet Cam, and the star Vortigé himself. They have danced through the good times, the bad times, the light level increases, the content droughts. They continue to dance and put on a show with smiles on their face and joy in their hearts. Meanwhile, the grenades. Oh my God. Have you seen the grenades at Carver 2782, We Noble, Golden God 1562, Basically Salt, and Zombie Pops Throw? Have you seen the skies darken under the incoming barrage of grenades they've almost thrown too many grenades that's not possible but they're close and then finally deacon's special approval goes to pp pipe lord master chaos dimwi the drifters driftwood and hate quest who has joined us this week and i would like to apologize to the dimwi and the drifters driftwood who i'm pretty sure i forgot to mention the last show or two because i am bad at updating lists so i apologize to them and HateQuest has joined our lovely little band of miscreants. And this is also where I tell you, if you do join our Patreon and you do have a Discord, if you tell the Patreon about your Discord, it'll tell our Discord 
once you've gone to discord.com, I'm sorry, discord.twotitansandahunter.com and joined it, it'll say, you're a patron. Let me put you in our top secret patron chat where you can show you all the silly things and have good times and have talky-talky good conversations. Because really, we do this for fun. We've been at this for years, and we have, we have no intention to stop. So we appreciate you appreciating us, and we'd like to appreciate you in person. So if you haven't linked your Discord to your Patreon, you should do that, because Patreon has a little robot that'll be like, hey, we can put you in the fancy room and give you a little patron badge, and then we can plot things, and Respawn can yell at you in person, in real time, not just in podcast form. And it's not just that, but anytime I, at least me, I don't know about the other two, I can't speak for them, but anytime I go to do an activity of any kind, I always go there first to see if anybody wants to do anything. So they get first dibs on groups, they get first dibs on activities, anything that's in the game that I'm participating in, I go there first to see if anybody wants to go, and then I reach out to everybody else. So they get first dibs. See? You can be yelled at by Respawn in real time. Like I said, that's one of the many, many fine services we offer here. It's a perk. Not it a bug. It's not listed, but it, it's just sort of understood. It's a hidden perk, like a hidden hat list. And who's also hidden this week is our lore scribe, not our, who will be back one day to join us. Our Titans, our parody of Night Demon, our Hunter, on his birthday, is no one responds in real life. If you see him in game, send him presents, send him golf balls, give him, give him gifts to celebrate his crowning achievement of 25 guardian years on this planet. You can email the show at two times and a hunter at hotmail.com. We're on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere as two times and a hunter. You can find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on YouTube each week for new episodes, new weekly update videos, live streams, and the sweetest, hottest fashions coming out of shade of one's laboratory. You can find the show and all the information at two times and a hunter.com. If you want to join the Autodance troop, threaten us with a good time, or throw more grenades, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash T-T-A-H. Or you can buy us a coffee, ko-fi.com slash two times and a hunter. And if you want the thrill of live action, spicy language, and hunter magistry, head over to twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life. Or if you want to keep it family friendly, like a proper British gentleman, around the school schedules of many, many young threadlings, Head over to twitch.tv slash two times and a hunter where you can get all the live action and all the good times. Hit the bell, hit the button. It will tell you when we go live. And until then, gents, respawn happy birthday, night demon happy Saturday. Give the people any closing thoughts or goodbyes. Deuces. Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Thank you both, uh, and uh, yeah, deuces, and I don't know why you keep trying to take my line, dude. Come up with your own, all right? Stop trying to take my line. Mine's Alonzi. Well, see, there you go. Why you keep saying deuces? Say Alonzi, which is French for let's go, Yeah. if you didn't know. I did. You've told me many times. So let's go. The more you know, do, 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 do. That's it. We did it.